When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When the big show farts in your face, well, you ain't a man. You're Disco Inferno. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You would know. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the Monster Pop Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Reclaim Joey, Twitch streamer and former professional wrestler. Joined here by student of the game, D Straight. What's up, man? I wanted to go third, so at the end, oh, well. uh, my introduction, I could go, and we are the Monster Pop Podcast. All right. And I could put some new metal or some, like, I don't know, some whisper rap or something like on Like old school, old school Paul Heyman ECW promo style? Yeah. Honestly, that would be cool. So then, okay, so then I'm joined here by actual doctor, Dr. Destruction, PhD, Emperor of Destruction, real ass doctor. We are the Monster Pop Podcast. That was stumbly, but whatever. You fucked me up. You know what? New, some new energy to the intro. I think. You know, I think. It, I think it worked. When I insert that whisper rap, it's gonna make everything. It's gonna make everything right. The whisper rap, like a little peep. I can't put little peep in there because you know his um, estate. Well, he's be, he's controlling his estate from hell. Oh so uh, I, I, you know, so they've got a real tight reign. So I'm just gonna find like a little peep ripoff artist. He's in hell. Can you can you do a little peep impression for us? Me a little peep rapping from hell, y'all. The devil is a bee, y'all. Make me wash a hee haw. Put me in the bee. <laughs> I don't know. Was that good? That was pretty close. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard that guy in a long time, but I think yeah. I used to do. I used to do it when you know i could hear him but i don't fucking listen to that fucking literal hell music <laughs> i don't believe in hell but you know what if it existed it would be for people like that jesus christ wow <laughs> yeah we're really just you know diving into the taste already today okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh so you know uh davy was a little low on energy today so he decided to you know break the edge to uh yeah give him what to give him what he needed we had some poppers in the refrigerator, so. <laughs> some poppers? You know, we were making whipped cream, so we had those little cartridges, and I just fucking, oh. I just fucking sucked that shit up like a big show fart. Do you think there's anybody oh that, God. like, we're, okay, so Davey and I are straight edge. <clears throat> we don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol. Well, listen, we're pretty much straight edge. We have a beer every once in a while. <laughs> no, shut up. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but that was a little defensive. Think, no, do you think, uh, <laughs> Do you think there's anybody in the world that has ever broken edge by doing whippets? Absolutely. You <laughs> think on. so? Like that's how yes. they did it? Like that's what they did? Their ga- that was their gateway drug. Probably someone in like the Phoenix Tempe area. <laughs> <laughs> like you know somebody that did? <laughs> no, it just seems like that would be, you know, some <laughs> just seems like the most likely place that would happen. Okay. Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> Tempe. Like you know exactly where like you know somebody. Different regions have their own quirks. We were in Tempe. I was um, with my band once, and we were broken down in the Tempe area. So <laughs> that just, I got a feel for it. But I remember we were walking outside, and God, what was the name of the band that was playing? Fuck, it was like some new metal band was playing, and all the kids were arriving or departing that show. I can't remember. And this kid rode by in this shitty car as we were walking. And he rode by, and he goes, 420. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember the name of the band. Anyway. Right, well, this was a really crazy... It's It's been a really crazy time in, in wrestling right now. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. So This is like a full drama alert edition of like the wrestling news this week. Yeah. See, I don't think so. Then, And my point is going to be, I don't think that there is any drama. <laughs> it seems very petty. 
it, it more so and that's why i like say it's drama like it's you know like last week we talked a bit about like you know the locker room divisions with like the punk hangman thing and like that sounds like you know maybe a more serious issue but like the stuff this week uh and one of them i i don't really buy into at all uh but the other is like just the most petty thing imaginable the only thing i'm buying into is the disco inferno eddie heat on twitter <laughs> <laughs> That's the literally the only thing here I think is a shoot. I'm serious. We need some context for uh for for the opening today about Big Show farting in somebody's face. So yeah, or Disco Inferno's face. Um so um it came out that Eddie Kingston has been serving his suspension. We were talking about it on the show. Like, where the fuck is that feud? Like, is it that feud book for the pay-per-view? We're not seeing any buildup, it's really weird. Well, it turns out that Eddie Kingston has been suspended. He was suspended. Or he was suspended, it was like only, yeah. It was only for like two weeks. Yeah, two-week suspension. Uh, I guess he it got physical. He pie-faced Sammy Guevara after Sammy Guevara cut a promo. They shot a promo for Rampage. Sammy called him like a fat piece of shit, and Eddie was pissed off. I guess like what Eddie says, he's not pissed off that... He's not pissed off about like the fat shaming. It's about the fact that like, you know, calling the fat piece of shit kind of buries the match, especially yeah. because he's going to go over. Which, I don't know if I buy it. I know that that's like a thing in wrestling. Like, some people would teach, like a Jake Roberts would teach, or a uh, like Chris Jericho talks about it in his book when he learned that lesson, where if you fucking run somebody down too hard, then you get end up getting beat by a fat piece of shit, or you yeah. beat a pat, fat piece of shit, and it's bad for business. Yeah, he's only burying himself yeah. if he does that. Exactly. But I, I'm not buying that. And I'm not buying that either. The, yeah, for the record, I'm not buying any of this. I don't, okay. I'm not buying that there was a suspension or a shoot fight in the back. Fuck no way. So the shoot that apparently match is was still going to happen on the pay per view. That's yeah. That's well, the way I'm looking at it should happen. The match should happen. They're not going to cut the match, but it's it's, it's up I mean, to they them. Li- they don't. It's not listed anywhere. It's up to them to be. I mean, if well, okay, so it's not. But if they do, it's not. It's up to them to be professional at this point. I do buy this because. I mean, the story is that Eddie Pie faced him, and they yelled a lot in the back and stuff like that. I've heard. Well, I think we're missing a little bit of a build in there too. Like, so he kind of like yelled at Sammy about this stuff, and Sammy just kind of like you know gave like kind yeah of like a smug smirk. Yeah, so that's which what he pissed him off. Him. Yeah, and, and I could see also, that. Also, it seems like it was Eddie's idea to have this feud, anyways, because I guess supposedly no one wanted to work with Sammy. Yeah, because he's got a shitty attitude, and you know, and and straight up. Um, when he was breaking in the business when i was still wrestling and i heard that he has a bad attitude i don't know much about it but i don't want to like go too much into it but i've well, heard he had to have been young at that point. yeah and he was yeah. but he's still like i mean it's something that he's had and then go, for, fast forward a little bit and apparently he has bad heat with ricochet like ricochet says he has a bad attitude he's been on like an interview was said saying that like he wished somebody would slap the shit out of sammy and uh, all sorts of shit, like like. Well, he didn't get exactly what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, not quite. But he says that he's like somebody's gonna slap the shit out of him one day, and he wishes somebody would. And well, I uh, remember the when the uh, AEW was doing like the Impact crossover stuff, and they had sent Sammy over there for like some tapings, and mm-hmm. then he just decided he didn't like the booking and stuff like that. So like, yeah, they just sent him home. Yeah, um, and it's just funny though too, where like that, like no one wants to work with him. I'm just imagining like Tony Khan like just going up to like Keith Lee, like, oh, hey, like I really want you to like. Do a few to Sammy and the keys. Like, eh, I don't like it. Eh, I don't like it. But and like so, Eddie seems like he was looking out for the locker room by saying, "Hey, man, I'll work with you." Sammy wants to have a crappy attitude about it. You know, 
I, I buy this. I 100% buy, the, buy this story. I think that this probably happened. It's weird that they wouldn't have any build at all for the pay-per-view. Unless they're like on some other level if they're doing all this meta fucking build for the for the pay-per-view and everything. That's a, like, and, and that's exactly the turn that I think that Kayfabe has taken in 2022. And might, I want that yeah. to be, coming from me, I want that to be the theme for this show. Having listened to our episodes back, You've identified it at times. Yeah. I just think that's what they're doing. They're big storylines. They're going to mix. You know, we even talked about it last week, how Punk yeah. set the template in the summer of Punk, the modern template. And again, he he's not the first guy to do it. Sure. I think that's the state of kayfabe in 2022. Yeah. It's you, the only way to work yeah. smarts. Yeah. I mean, how many storylines have some reality, some shoot stuff and be Yeah, you're right. A lot. Like, a whole oh, yeah. lot. In fact, when I was watching Rampage uh the other day, there wasn't too much of that on there. Mm-hmm. For instance, the in the Dark Order and House of Black match and with the Miro involvement, mm-hmm. most of that is old school. There's yeah. not a whole lot of of shoot stuff and, and then, viewed in there. And then you have the way that they build people, like you got like the trust busters and stuff like that. They're used very like in a classic way, like how you how you just use wrestlers all the time and get them over and everything. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. doing this kind of like doing this kind of kayfabe, you know, keeping Eddie off TV, but then doing this one thing that keeps it crazy and exciting, and then keeping like you know the CM Punk match from this week, how how short it was. Like you give these these things these the small amount of time, but everybody's talking about them. It makes more room for you to have other wrestlers on the show. I mean, it works, and it's honestly kind of genius. For whatever reason, though, I do buy this Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston story. This feud is so, like, like, this is going to be, like, you know, middle of the card type thing. Like, no one's, like, and, like, maybe it's because, like, yeah, there's not, like, that much interest in this. So, like, let's try to, like, come up with something to, like, do that. But it just seems weird that you would have, like, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, Eddie, you want him on TV every week to build a feud, not, like, off tv and like oh he was yeah kayfabe yeah. suspended yeah I, I, I don't it, i don't maybe something else it may literally be that he had a, some vacation time coming you know he mentioned i'm going yeah, on vacation like, it's it true could be, literally he needed some time off it could have yeah. been a small injury could have been a family thing could have been anything so yeah so what do you do you i, I buy it you i blur the line and eddie's been doing that in almost every feud and he does kind of the backlash against it but yeah. by referencing it, you know, like, oh, we're going to use these insider terms. It's a work. It's a shoot. He says that on TV. <laughs> yeah, he does And that. it's like, by doing that, he's doing the very thing that in kayfabe, he's purporting to, you know, thwart. Other than CM Punk, I think he's been the one who's used shoot stuff in his angles and his promos the most. Yeah. And just about every major player in AEW has had some of that. Yeah. Um, staying on him of of the shoot stuff being worked into their shit you know jericho danielson cody punk hangman cody yeah i mean dude all these big angles mm. have worked that stuff in there and that's just the direction they're going dude i'm very dubious of a fight between two guys that are about to have a match on a paper that are building a match to a pay-per-view with all this said and i agree with you on this because we've talked about it in link for for whatever reason i feel like this one is actually for real the reason why it's it's a uh, it could be you know a work he's mad he's mad about the 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 fat piece of shit thing but he's said some pretty fucking derogatory things about wrestlers before and other wrestlers have said derogatory things about him 
him being a, him being called a fat piece of shit is no different than like you know the way like CM Punk or anybody else has talked about him about not doing the work and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not really that much different. But at the same time, he could have gotten his feelings hurt and, and because it was Sammy and not somebody else. And, uh, you know, if somebody that you kind of don't like says something like that, even, you know, you might not let them get away with it. I do. I think this is for real. I think that it would be a really smart way to get some get get interest on their match, because I don't think anybody was really interested in the match besides it just being an Eddie Kingston match. Yeah, I think we, and, I mean, we even talked about this. Yeah. It's been like a dynamite match or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, exactly. And like now I want to see the match, you know. So like th- there's to, for me, I go both ways. I can't help but feel like this was for real, though, like. Old school, like somebody does something wrong, they come to the back. A wrestler might run up to you. I've I've been there. I've told you guys the story about Hernandez uh, running up to me and yelling at me. You know, when I when I worked at RCW, and um, you were kind of the Sammy Guevara of RCW before. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that fucking happens. Like if you do something wrong, like yeah, a veteran's gonna come up to you and they might yell at you or they might get on to you or something about what you did and if sammy if sammy doesn't respect the veterans and has has a fucking smarmy attitude and doesn't want to listen to what eddie says you know about you know i could totally see him getting pie-faced you know i could see sammy like actually doing that and and eddie and eddie losing his cool when he's like being a little fucking disrespectful brat well and two like he apparently has like this list of things that like you can't talk about like i mean the most notable thing right is you know the fact that you know he proposed Mm -hmm. to someone who he's not married to um yeah. <laughs> you know half yeah. a year ago and uh <laughs> you know yeah like so like you know if you have I, I could see eddie being frustrated too or just like okay like i like i've got like all these things i can't like go with but then you're just gonna like oh hey you're fat dude <laughs> like i mean yeah that's a little like yeah that's a little dumb and then like you know we've we've seen you know eddie kind of owned up to it right he's like you know i shouldn't have you know done that and whatnot he apologized mm-hmm. then sammy kufara's comment on it uh, that he sent directly to uh, uh, um, Fightful, which I thought was weird. Eddie Eddie admitted he was wrong. Yeah, which, I mean, which I guess that would be the babyface thing to do. And In like, K-fay. but yeah, but and then <laughs> Sammy doubled down and like said, "This isn't the first time he's been aggressive and loud <laughs> in a locker room." Like the realism is like super it's, real to me. Yeah, it's good. They're getting good at it. But like, how do all these details like leak out and then? They're talking about it. Usually, they go mom. Well, because they both you know, they're talking they about both it on Twitter. And he's sending messages. Yeah, and he's sending messages to Fightful, talking shit. Yeah. Well, that's here's true. the thing. Here's the thing that is like undoubtedly, you know, a shoot in the Fightful thing is that Sammy Guevara is like borderline illiterate. This okay, is like yeah. one of the worst things I've ever read, and like I grade for a living, right? You know, like I'm a teacher. <laughs> I've, I've had I've I've graded things for people who like legitimately have like you know learning disability waivers and they are better than this like he is just he's an idiot can you send me one of those learning disability waivers <laughs> <laughs> when we when we record do you hold do you have your red pen in hand and you're just wiggling it back and forth no keeping it behind no. your ear no your no pen. i uh you know i'm not like that overworked that i have to do this though i am the tomorrow is the first day that i'm like the head honcho of a class so you know there's hell yeah that to oh shit to, so hopefully less man. sammy guevara's in there than... you should work your students so should we, apo- <laughs> students. Should we apologize for like being such shitty students and being bad kids now that you're a teacher you're like on the enemy side now oh, i mean like the 
I'm not in, you know, it's it's college. There's not like, you know, the kind of like, you know, like you're going to the principal office type behavior anyways. Yeah, like, okay. You know. I, mean, I don't know if you guys were really like, sent to the principal's office or anything like that. Like, like all the time, dude. In grade school, yeah. <laughs> all in, in the college, time. I was sent, sent to the dean. Go see the dean. I just have to Go pick up my books dean. and walk out of class shamefully. Um, dude, I, don't, I don't think anyone even like knows who their respective dean is these days. Dean Halsey. Miskatonic Universe. Um, so <laughs> we, um, I, I think you guys are underestimating Sammy's placement on the card. I think he's a top three heel in AEW. Probably in terms of heat, he's probably number one. And talent wise, he's fine. Uh, I, and, yeah, and, talent wise, he's fine in heat. I think he's number one. He's another guy who's they've woven shoot stuff into his character. It's resulted in him being the most hated guy in the company. I think when these things are real, typically guys go mum about it or they'll downplay it when it leaks out. They Dude, they got a match coming up on the pay-per-view. Now reports come out that, well, Eddie didn't like what he said, so they fought in the back and he got suspended. And now they're commenting to Fightful and they're Twitter posting about it. And they're doing a good job, you know, making it seem legit with the apology. But Eddie's saying, I should have never put my hands on another man's face. Dropping hints that, yeah, I did it. Come on, man. It's bullshit. I mean, it's not bullshit. It's kayfabe, I should say. This Maybe. is the overarching theme of this week's episode is that this is the post-post-fucking-modern era of wrestling. It's This is the new kayfabe. This is the only way to work, guys like us. It's still fascinating. You know, it's yeah. still entertaining. It's still interesting to talk about. It's in some ways brilliant and we're going to be talking about you know times where they've woven this successfully and times where it was clunky but so many guys have called eddie fat and you're right yeah maybe like you can say it but you can't say it that's a pretty weird line to to throw down there and i don't know what sammy's attitude yeah you know he comes off like such a smarmy little prick on tv so perfectly that you have no trouble believing that that's part of his personality, like his shoot personality. I could go either way, man. Like I've, like I said, I've heard stuff about his attitude backstage sure. times, and then like you know, just knowing that stuff, and then the heat with Ricochet and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I don't know. It seems too on the nose, I guess. Come on, you don't think the heat with Ricochet is just building for a match? Definitely not. <laughs> Years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see somebody not getting along with him, but yeah, I just, dude. <sighs> man i just i mean the element of like people not wanting to work with him i kind of like i mean it seems like there's some element of it right like we he hasn't had a whole lot of matches to really like capitalize on like the heat that he has yeah true i don't think this is a dynamite type match i think this is if eddie isn't going to have a title match on a pay-per-view this is the next best thing for him to go up against the most hated guy in the company a guy with fucking steam a crowd favorite that's still kind of coming up we think that probably he's ready but a lot of crowds are you know still coming around on him he's getting great reactions for him to have a match against the most hated guy in the fucking company other than a title shot that's the next best thing to me for a baby face for them to weave again the shoot stuff into the storyline it's brilliant and guess what we're talking about it well the other thing that i hate about it and 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 that makes me iffy is in that uh, thing that he sent to Fightful, Sammy goes, Eddie was supposed to win. And he's like, he just fucking let, I don't know, let, yeah. let yeah, yeah, slip, yeah, yeah. but said that he was supposed to like, 
saying, oh, yeah, Eddie's going to beat me at the pay-per-view. The plan was the, like, he lets everybody know that the plan was to beat him. He could just be very bad with that. <laughs> and, I think, uh, again, I don't, I don't like that either. Even weaving, you know, storyline yeah. shit into this. But, again, I think that's more. Even though we probably, like, we knew that Eddie would probably win. And then that was even when the report that Eddie was going to win. But Eddie didn't say that. But when Sammy says it, now it's different. And, like, is that even, like. Like, now he's really gonna get pie faced. Like, who cares now at this point? Like, are they showing that nobody cares about the outcomes of the match and that everybody kept happens? What like if this is a fucking mm. work and they're showing that nobody cares about what happens after like after the match, they just care about what happens during the match if they're gonna fuck each other up or not. Yeah, and I I think that's the angle they're taking, and I I agree with you. I think that's bad to go that far, mm-hmm. but I I just think that's part of this. Well, the, well I guess we'll find out this uh, Sunday. <laughs> Right, if they have a match, yeah, it is this um, weekend. You know, it's it's this weekend, uh, and you know, I mean, it's kind of a theme of this episode too. That you know, I, I don't think AEW is necessarily bad at booking pay per views, but they they tend to like for whatever reason get into like the sort of like last minute rush to like put together a lot of the matches. This was a little weird. Um, the next, uh, I guess we could probably move on to the next story, which was also kind of like this backstage rumor stuff that. I really don't buy into the bulk of this, uh, if any of it, is the Thunderosa stuff. So, yeah. you know, You're- on Dynamite, she cuts a kind of confusing promo where she vacates slash doesn't vacate the AEW Women's title due to injury. And she, is she not vacating it? Is it... Is she is she, she keeping she it? She pulled a CM Punk she's, where she said she's okay. vacating and then... Oh, no, she's but Punk specifically said he wasn't vacating. Well, I, yeah, I think I she's just confused, or yeah. they were. Either way, there will be an a, interim AEW Women's Champion while she's injured. This seems to be kind of the stuff that she's been she's been kind of working through for a lot of this. There was like reports that she had been injured um, when she won the title, actually, but it's obviously worked through it, and maybe that would explain some of the uh, disappointing matches that have happened in her reign. Um, that maybe you know she's hasn't been able to fire off on all cylinders, but it sounds pretty bad. But the reports. Uh, from some places were saying that this wasn't an injury. This was a suspension, seemingly because she has backstage heat. Uh, the main people it was with was uh, Britt Baker, which, I mean, seems convenient that, you know, your number one rival. Right. I mean, I guess, you know, there's Brett and Sean, right? You know, a little weird. Uh, and then apparently, like, Jamie Hayter, uh, there was this one story where she, like, hid in the bathroom from her after their match. What the hell? <laughs> weird stuff. And I, I don't buy, like, any of this. This seems... Like, but everything I've heard is there's no truth to any of these stories, and there's like she's she's apparently has a back injury, and it's like it's it's like a disc in- injury, and she was, that's why she was working with it for a while. And apparently, it's got so bad that she can't keep going. She tried apparently. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I I don't know. Like um, I didn't know they were doing the interim thing though. I guess she won't be out for a while. But again, it's a disc injury, so maybe they can prepare it or something or. She can go through physical therapy or something. She can just take it up to movie trading company and they can resurface the disc. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Um, and then the other thing, uh, so there we, I think last week we had mentioned that there was an AEW talent meeting to kind of go over certain things. Uh, now that we actually know what happened, uh, the big story for it was that they actually sent a legal letter to Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan for uh, talent tampering. WWE's trying to reach out to, you know, get AEW talent. They're also apparently in talks to uh, raid the CYN locker room. They already have uh, 
Karrion Cross, and apparently they're move, making moves on Braun Strowman, so, you know. Oh, God. The CYN dream might be uh, ending uh, <laughs> too soon. But, uh, yeah, the AEW stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah, so it, WWE has a... Uh, they have a history of of uh, tampering with contracts. There was a lot of stuff that went on during um, with MLW... I know Court Bauer tried to sue WWE. I don't know if that went anywhere or if it's going, if it hasn't happened yet or what's going on with that. But I could see WWE being arrogant enough to try this and they sh- they're kind of kicking the hornet's nest here because AEW actually has money to do something about it, you know, whereas MLW doesn't really. So, but they have a history of doing this kind of shit and uh, kind of crazy. They fucking got a threatening letter. Let that be, yeah, let that be a fucking lesson to them. Straight up, dude. Straight up. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they said they they reached out to NXT talents and stuff like that. So Swerve especially wasn't happy about his time there. And when they when somebody asked him on Twitter if he was gonna go go gonna go back, uh, you know, now that Hit Row is back there, which I saw everybody like getting stoked about Hit Row and stuff like that. And I remember everybody hating Hit Row. So now all of a sudden they love Hit Row. So that's another weird thing. But yeah, he was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not going. So uh, it, apparently they reached out to a bunch of people and at least one of them or one or two of them went to uh, went to Tony Khan immediately and was like, hey, they're fucking, they're trying to get me to. Apparently one of them was Chris Jericho. Yeah. Based so, on yeah. what he'd said on Twitter. Yeah. Well, who knows about that? But he may be. What's but... Swerve going to say? Like, oh, I'll listen to offers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, yeah. He might. Well, I mean, if he if he's not happy about it, he went and fucking you know, told, he went and told Tony, like, about what what they were doing, so now they're on to him. You know, who knows, like, who who all they fucking reached out to, and some of the other, whoever, there might be people who have fucking kayfabed it and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't say nothing to me. And they're just, like, they're literally just fucking, hope, like, hoping. It's a, another opportunity they can use in storyline. See, I feel like, uh, like, Swerve would have been the one to fucking let him know, and then, like, you know, Keith Lee was probably like, yeah, listen... <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows it's it's weird but like who knows how many people they've actually reached out to yeah it's fucking cringe wwe doing that shit now it's a little bit of a tinfoil hat conspiracy time we're gonna figure out you know what they're putting in the water to turn the freaking brothers get uh heel well so apparently <laughs> so apparently um you know we've kind of hinted at this a few times with like the discovery time warner stuff that like they're kind of going a little axe crazy on certain things. And the uh, the going thing, right, is that they seem to be cutting a lot of stuff that is more so uh, diversity-centric, you know, stuff with, you know, BIPOC or, you know, other minority groups in kind of major roles uh, in order to, quote-unquote, appeal to middle America. So, as Davey has pointed out, they've been turning a lot of, you know, black wrestlers heel on AEW. And well, we all, yeah, we pointed it out, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I was, like, kind of wondering, like, you know, I, when this story came out, I'm like, I wonder if, like, you know, maybe it's not so much a directive from on high, but maybe it is, like, pressure Khan saying, like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm seeing what's happening. I want to, you know, get some, you know, get a good TV deal when renegotiations happen. So let's, you know, kind of appeal to their taste a bit. I hope that is a stretch. Yeah. Because I don't want to believe that he would... That's why I said it's tinfoil at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to believe that in his own mind he would have such a fucking nefarious idea and then just start hatching it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, it is weird. Um, so they're going for a middle America. Let me turn on Fox News and see who the villain is. on. Because, man, if you do turn on Fox News, they will run a story that is so fucking, like, racially heated. It is mm-hmm. such fucking, like, race baiting. It's yeah. disgusting. And, yeah. dude, it's so so blatant to anybody who doesn't have their fucking brain turned off. Right. Could you imagine him turning on and seeing like, okay, who's the who's the than, heel? <laughs> yeah, who's who's the heel? To middle, oh, it's black guys. It's black guys. I've got a bunch. Let me just turn them on. Let me yeah. turn them on heel. I mean, America, he's turning almost all of them heel. They've got. Um, I mean, they've got like four in the stack in their face. But yeah, I'd like. To, I mean, I'd like to just write down like the entire list and see who's who. But oh, so you, what you're saying is you're gonna write down a list of black people? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, I just like like just to see like who, um, like like just a visual of like how many. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, to see what the ratio is. Yeah, and that's spelled R A C E hyphen T I O. Yeah, so that would be insane. Also, I hope that doesn't mean anything bad for AEW. Like whether it's you know, controlling who's heel and who's babyface, or you know, them getting a TV show or or getting re-signed for their fucking contracts yeah. and stuff like that. And um, but they seem to be happy. Like, how do you like? How could you be like a fucking network and then this is the number one show on cable often and want to fucking cancel it or whatever? And consistently, right. you, you know, there's no season. Well, I think like, the question's not so much cancellation as much as like, are they going to give them like the money that they need to like be right. you know, as successful? Yeah, because the word is they're happy with their numbers. Like the yeah. new regime yeah. there is happy. With yeah, their and they should be. And like you, ha- you have a lot of like the old old like naysayers and stuff like that that are like, oh, so many people aren't watching wrestling anymore. They used to watch wrestling. You got to get them back. And that might be somewhat true, but they're talking shit about like a million um, viewers. But like we're in the fucking era of cord cutting. Like how many people like in the days of Monday Night Raw, you couldn't open up a website and watch the video on a bootleg fucking platform, right? You couldn't watch a live stream of it. You know, there's a lot of people that are just watching it in different ways or consuming it in different ways. Uh, you have people that consume the the, the uh, content on YouTube um, after the sh- after the fact. That's yeah. all people engaging with your product, and it's not just about TV ratings anymore. Like you could have the TV ratings; that's important. But people act like that's the fucking end all, be all, and the fucking death. You get millions of views on YouTube, and that's money. People need to see the big fucking picture. And we're living in a completely different time than when Monday Night Raw was getting 5 million viewers or whatever the fuck and during the Monday Night Wars just a completely different era I think the biggest thing they would have to worry about other than maybe not getting the budget that they hope for is there isn't a really high ranking executive with decision making power who hates wrestling I know that TNT had gotten an executive toward the end of WCW who just hated it and thought it stank up the fucking channel yeah, stunk up the brand. I think to that's... be fair, and to be honest, if it did, but like it was bad. Like the show was bad at the time. But yeah. the thing is, is like they were about to do a rebrand. Uh, like there's a yeah. story about like Eric Bischoff, and they they are actually there's like there's art and stuff that you can see, and like even a commercial of like the WCW rebrand that they were going to do. I don't know if it would have been good, but but like Eric Bischoff had just come back into power. Uh, he had taken over from Vince Russo, who utterly shit on it, and 
it was so bad. The show was so bad that no other networks wanted them. If the show's good and you're getting those kinds of numbers, even if there's a guy that hates it, like if, if WWE is, or AEW is as good as it is now and they got dropped from Time Warner or whatever, or dropped from TNT, there's going to be somebody else that wants them right now. I think that's, it's kind of a far-fetched fear, but I think it's really the only thing they'd have to be afraid of other yeah. than maybe not getting as much money as they want. It, and it's not even necessarily about like, well, is the, I hate wrestling, but is it good? Because if right. you have that prejudice, right? Yeah, you know, it's, true. It's not going to bode well. And I'll I'll use this example. When people say you shouldn't have guilty pleasures, you know, you should you shouldn't be ashamed of the things you like. There shouldn't be a such thing as guilty pleasures. And then you tell those people, you know what? You're right. And I'd like to tell you, I like professional wrestling. They'll be like, oh my god, you're trash. <laughs> right? Yeah, true. <laughs> there's like the so, old, yeah, there's a stigma. I mean, there's a stigma with a lot of people who are prejudiced against it. How long did it take you to tell your like significant others, like at least when you were younger, like that you liked wrestling? It's funny because it sounds absurd. I'm, a lot of people might yeah. be like, "What? I fucking I, I fucking my fucking AJ Styles shirt on our first date, yeah. which would be hilarious." <laughs> I, Don't do that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but. I hear you. Yeah, I hear what you, I get the sentiment there. Yeah, I mean, I remember when you were like, you were like, let's go see Matt Sabu. Sabu was coming to town. And I was like, oh, I oh, can't. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, I can't go. And he's like, he's like, why not, dude? And I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with, uh, you know, my girlfriend or whatever, or this girl. Uh, I don't know if she was my girlfriend, but um, I was hanging out with her. And he's like, oh, fuck it, dude. Just bring her, dude. Sabu, Sabu, bring her along. Wait, you didn't even know and she I was, was like, your girlfriend? Like, well, I can't, remem- I, can't, I can't remember, but like, if she's my girlfriend. Give her a bunch of not. Sabu facts on the way to but, the match. Yeah. Just, just he's like, no, dude, Sabu. He's like, he's like, dude, it's Sabu. Come on, just tell her to come with you. And then like, I was like, oh, and he goes, you guys got really quiet. And he goes, you haven't told her yet, have you? <laughs> like, you haven't told her that you like wrestling, have you? Yeah. Well, like the tone of that is that like, you haven't told yeah. her. It's like, you it's haven't, like, you yeah. Know, like, yeah, you have told her that you're gay. Uh, like, yeah. Like that. Dude, I could just see you, like, if you did bring her on the way to the show, just being so pumped and you're driving and your head is all close to the steering wheel because you're just so jazzed. Okay. You're putting your body forward to be closer to Sabu. <laughs> And you're telling this you're telling this girl about it, and you're like homicidal, genocidal, <laughs> just like screaming his like stuff, stuff about him. Oh, and there's this one he's time he's homicidal. Let me the... tell you, he's genocidal. <laughs> just cutting a promo. No, it's it's, but yeah, it's like that's that's just a thing. It's it's crazy. Now I don't care, you know, but I did care when I was growing up and stuff like that. Another thing I wanted to bring up is, do you think? Nowadays, and and like you get million, you have people that making millions of dollars on YouTube and stuff like that on different platforms, Twitch, YouTube. Do you think that if they did get dropped from a network and they decided to go completely like on Twitch or on or on YouTube or something like that, that they would actually like have a big reach and it would be because right now, like, why would you need to be on TV if you don't need to just like reach out to people who are. Out, almost out of touch you know the people that aren't out of touch are, could still find you on youtube you yeah, know but there's such a stigma with that man i just i remember when impact I yeah mean, i'm, I'm telling pro- you like i mean when we were watching i mean and there was a lot of issues with it, but when we were watching impact when they were doing like the whole crossover yeah. stuff right we were watching it on like their twitch and it just felt like it's well really amateur league 
It's also and you could see the number of viewers, and it would be like seventy thousand. But it's, oh, it it's wasn't even yeah, that high. but it but it's <laughs> okay. yeah yeah it was it was like yeah they had like a, like they had like a few hundred or something. I think they had like and they have Kenny Omega. Their fucking Kenny Omega was on the, there. The one the Kenny title. was on was like maybe ten thousand. Just like also, there's concurrent viewers, right? But people are going in and out all the time. It's not just about concurrent viewers. It's about total viewers. It was cool to watch on Twitch because you have the chat and stuff like that. Like that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But also, like you're in, like people are banging jokes, they're spamming emotes. Like it's a lot of fucking fun to watch that way. But at the same time, like it was also impact. If AEW led a charge and led a campaign to do something like that, uh, do you think that it would be different? It would be bigger, but I still think that it they wouldn't be able to sustain the talent that they have now. Paying yeah. those guys what yeah. they pay, and I, I feel you. just don't think we're quite. I hear what you're saying. Sure, I so, just don't think we're quite there. And there was crossover with TV, you know, promotion. Yeah, for that impact stuff. I hear what you're saying about concurrent viewers and people sure. coming in and out. And I just think that if we're not ready to consume mainstream content like this, we're getting very, 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 very close. And if AEW doesn't get resigned to a, a, a network, I think that. I think that um, it's not going to be the fucking nail in the coffin for them. I don't think TV well, is think as it's important be as it used to be. It's going to be a huge step down. And I, I kind of want to yeah. iterate on this for, for yeah, a few yeah. things. Because, like, look at WWE, mm-hmm. uh, which has all of that. Well, it has, like, you know, the, the YouTube as well. Uh-huh. More views and stuff like that. We're not going to get into that. But, like, they have the network. Or they did have the network. Now it's part of Peacock, sure. right? But yeah. um, if that was enough... They wouldn't need those. Like, those TV deals wouldn't be such a big deal, but they but, are. Like, they need that money in order to, like, get pay, like, the big contracts. And yes, because what yeah. you're not really taking into consideration, Joey, mm-hmm. is that viewership on YouTube, you know, you've got to talk about the money that that actually generates versus these TV deals. And I don't, if it matched or was, or superseded it. They wouldn't fuck with TV. They wouldn't fuck with being subservient to a network. I would ask. I would like to ask about it, honestly. I think the big thing here, right, is that I think you're kind of overestimating how much, like, because, like, I mean, they've got a, a lot of people on their payroll, right, and they're making a lot of money, right? Like, I mean, even like, I'm. I wonder like what the lowest person on the card makes. Uh-huh. Right? Like, how much does like an Anna J make? Either sure. you know, I think like that, like you know, you kind of, and you know, you have a lot of these wrestlers on their roster who like they also do twitch streams right like i mean claudia yeah. was literally like streaming like right up to rampage right you know obviously you know there's no time travel involved the rampage is pre-recorded but you know he like if he can make that much money on his own streaming what would be the point in getting like you know a small slice of whatever AEW is getting from streaming the idea is like oh you don't have tv and if they would have started up nobody would have watched it they had to look like a big time person. They had to have TV like the biggest one in the industry. Now that they're established, if they had to take a step back and they, they they launched the campaign where they had to do like online only, like it would be huge. I think it would. I'm just trying to say like I just I think that this is very underrated and the the landscape of how things are like they they see it that way. I just I I don't. I think it's worth thinking about in my opinion. Moving on, we have. Before we move on, I really wanted to talk about because we because the reason why we talked about Eddie and Sammy earlier uh, is because I wanted to give context to our intro because right now it sounds really weird. But through all that, uh, Disco Inferno said some shit on Twitter to Eddie, and uh, Eddie fired back and 
Do we read it? Can I read it? Like, I just really wanted to say about because we don't have any context for that at all. Um, fucking Disco Inferno says, wrestlers and fans need to pull full stop on this fat shaming bullshit. The wrestlers being fat shamed need to put the effort in the gym and get, and diet instead of playing victim. Do the fucking work and stop embarrassing this industry. Eddie Kingston quote tweets this and says, you never did the work and the boys kept you around to laugh at you. I remember hearing the story where the big show farted in your face. You ain't a man. <laughs> All right. I was fucking getting owned by a uh, fucking owning a uh, Disco Inferno is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, I know. Right. I know it's like way off and fucking Every, whatever. Everybody's taken turns owning Disco Inferno at this point, yeah. I think. Straight so up. Pretty much. We need a fucking... Just, and we need I don't understand... Him. I know he's on the Conan show. I just don't understand why anyone would even respond to anything he says. But anyway, I don't yeah, either. I... It's yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, back to Dynamite. We open up with this Jericho and Garcia promo. Uh, you know, this is basically, uh, you know, Garcia kind of is like teasing his face, turn right. You know, he had the great match with Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. Though to be fair, he fucks up his own name in this promo too when he enjoins it. So. Anyone who's been making that mistake, I mean, you're clearly forgiven if he, uh, if he himself does it. But uh, this is a pretty long thing. But basically, uh, it's it's almost like if you like, I know uh, we were actually watching this whole episode live uh, for the first time that like I think the three of us has been able to watch this live in a, quite a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It happened to be off that day. Yeah, yeah. And I know like Davy wasn't uh, in love with the substance of this promo. The delivery was pretty good. I feel like the promo feels like it was like a reskin between like a father and son like arguing over like you know like a phase that he's going through or something like that or like you know like are you a Christian or a punk rocker? Right. You know, like that. It very much feels like that's like the conversation, except it's you know, (laughs) are you a wrestler or are you a sports entertainer? Which is inherently like this dorky debate. But yeah, it's, it's really dumb. yeah, it's it's, dumb. it's played out and and it's super goofy and I don't think this was a good way to open the show at all. Fair enough. Uh, eventually, it's not a lead. It, I don't think this is leading angle stuff. Yeah, well, it leads into Danielson coming out, and eventually we get to a point where Danielson challenges Chris Jericho, specifically the Lionheart, at the pay per view. So we'll be getting that on the pay per view. So I'm looking forward to that at the very least. Some more Lionheart Chris Jericho stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, like we said, him going into that persona as opposed to the pain maker or vanilla Jericho or any of his other um, incarnations, him going into Lionheart mode produced probably the best Jericho match in AEW. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that at the very least, even if we took a roundabout way to get there. But of course, you know, Hager comes out, beats up Danielson. So that, you know, we have that little road bump on Dynamite on the way there. We then have our first match, Dax Hardwood versus Jay Lethal. I thought this was pretty awesome. Every time you say Dax Hardwood, I just imagine him in basketball shorts with like I thought it was um, Hardwood. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It, but I imagine him in like Dax Hardwood with basketball shorts on trying yeah, to Dex dribble. Like, he did try, say Dax try, Hardwood, though. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do, like, oh. fancy dribbling with a sweatband. <laughs> a, yeah, I mean, this was... A, I thought I, mean, I thought this match was pretty excellent, though. Uh, they were super fast-paced. There seemed to be kind of this fight between, like, you know, the sharpshooter and the figure four. Um, it was kind of like, you know, who can, you know, get their submission in and win with it. Uh, but Lethal wins with a roll-up 
pulling the the, sh- the trunks. And then we get the exciting reveal for the pay-per-view that, you know, it's still the six-man match, but it's not who we thought it was going to be because it's going to be Jay Lethal with the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, that was a big yeah. surprise. Random, but a big surprise. I guess, you know, I guess him and they, they all have a history and impact and stuff, so. Motor City Machine Guns really haven't been working heel, so. Interesting. I don't care. I'm just stoked to see them on AEW. Yeah. And on the pay-per-view, no less. Just, I'm stoked to see them at all, anywhere. Yeah, you can, you can trust these guys to be on the pay-per-view and deliver, so. Fucking awesome. Uh, we then had the uh, Tony Schiavone with Rosa promo. She says that she's injured. She says she'll have to vacate the title, but then they say in the same promo that they'll be competing for an interim title, which would suggest that it's not being vacated. Whatever. <laughs> um, moving on, we then had Colton Gunn versus Billy Gunn. And the long-awaited return of the acclaimed rap intro. Uh-oh. Hit the music. Yo. Listen, listen, yo, yo, the gun club just turned into a stupid problem. Yo, Billy, I'm thinking you should have used a condom. Y'all are about to get a savage beating. So bad they're gonna call another talent meeting. You little jerks got no respect. We wipe you out like Biden did student debt. Your whole life is a bad choice. Y'all are not tough guys, y'all just ass boys. Do you think... (laughs) Do you think he was really paying attention to the actual amount of student debt that was canceled? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, to be fair, this did get uh, mainstream coverage. The Washington Post published a story that Biden's uh, student debt thing got cheered at a wrestling event. (laughs) Well, it it didn't get cheered. I think that was the point of the promo is that like... It got a pop. Wait, can you say the line again? What was the line again before I say something stupid Uh, here? We wipe you out like Biden did student debt. So like oh, okay. getting wiped gotcha. out, like Biden wipes okay. out student debt, is it's really taking bad. a really yeah, okay. base level move, and you kick out at one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, to be fair, uh, I mean, it's it's not well, nothing. Here comes, but here comes the centrist uh, liberal. <laughs> no, no, he's going to defend. No. defend that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was actually going to use this as an exercise in my class tomorrow to kind of like you know get them to think about you know politics and whatnot but uh yeah uh i mean to be fair it did wipe out the rest of my debt so good enough for oh, me nice but oh, yeah okay. obviously you know wow. a little bit more right. would be, yeah. you know a little bit more would be ideal but hey, as long he's, as you're good yeah he's like he's i'm good he's he was I'm cool good. to me <laughs> well i mean <laughs> it's cool to me something is better than nothing i mean i i was kind of convinced that we were gonna get nothing as the time went on maybe it wiped out max casters and that's why he was pumped about it and yeah, maybe Let's uh let's this 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 rap was good, but the line about the talent meeting nobody got. Oh yeah, because <laughs> because the the news of the talent meeting actually broke right before Dynamite, and people were probably standing in line at the arena or walking in and finding their seats and stuff like that. So they had no idea that this news had broke already. So nobody had no any idea to fucking cheer yeah. this. Yeah, so, we noticed we were like, it didn't yeah. get a pop. And yeah. they were like, yeah, because everyone was standing in line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's still a good, it's still a good rap, you know? <laughs> very, very topical, but yeah, entertaining but for us because we were following. He yeah. was so on. Yeah, he was so fucking like topical that like nobody got it yet. <laughs> People are going to, they're going to like go home and get on Reddit and they're going to be like, oh. It was like the opposite <laughs> of like, I think there was um, on Rampage, he had some 
rap about like the Ukrainian invasion, but it, like it was like about it ha- like not happening yet, but it had just happened. I think yeah. that was what, <laughs> so it was like that one was like the uh, that was the opposite of this. <laughs> I say continue to be topical, even if even if you don't get a pop at the time, you're yeah. gonna get that post pop. Yeah. Um, the match itself. Uh, they kind of work, you know, it, it took a little bit to get there, but they eventually work kind of like, oh yeah, this is father and son, and uh, Billy kind of gets a heads up on him and beats him down, and then he kind of looks guilty about it. JR cuts in here and says that he doesn't understand it. Billy already got paid, so who cares? Just beat the shit out of your son, I guess, you know, money's, <laughs> money's yeah, the, like, only, the only thing you need. Beat your son. Yeah, I, the, the only spot of this match where I thought they actually got something out of the father taking on his son which I thought should have been a bigger deal than it was here but there was a spot where Billy was stomping the shit out of him yeah. in the corner and he looked conflicted mm-hmm. and just his his experience and his genius came out in that moment for sure and I think that's the only part of this match that really milked it because otherwise it was a really good idea that they kind of just threw away well it was kind of like like you know it was the more typical like you know kind of chicken shit heel match there they keep dodging you know he keeps like you know stepping yeah. off the ring and whatnot and then eventually it gets into that they low blow billy stokely distracts and colton uh wins yeah if you had come to this and not known the dynamic you wouldn't have guessed it yeah i mean maybe you know the, the graphic of you know billy gun colton gun would have given it away but <laughs> <laughs> Well, Colton looks a little bit older than I think he is, so you might have thought it was his little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. As good a shape as he's in, as good a shape as he's in, his old man. (laughs) That's true. He looks like a duck, like a cartoon duck. (laughs) Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Stoke, story of the match, obviously, uh, the gun club goes over. Stokely is continuing to build his uh, little faction uh, he posted a graphic after the match. He's been doing this ever since he's like started recruiting people, at least on like the male side of the roster, um, where he's got like this black like bar and then like you know like a sliver for whoever's there. So he's got like Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, and now the guns. It looks like there's two more slots. So you know his uh, little uh, infinity gauntlet of talent is almost complete. Who do you think he's going after next? I don't know. Who do you think? Hulk Hogan, we coming. <laughs> Scorpio Sky? I don't know. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, what the hell happened to him? He's taking some time off. He pie-faced Sammy Guevara. (laughs) After that, after that. That would have been pretty deserved after that feud. Uh, Moving on, we had uh, Tony Schiavone with Death Triangle and the United Empire, and they're facing off in in the main event of the show, which was a little bit of a surprise, Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, Pac says that they're going to murder the United Empire. Uh, they didn't do that spoiler alert, but there's a lot of like death threats and murder on dynamite or on AEW in general. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually surprised they're able to stick on TV with that. You know, like I think someone would arrest it by now. And they might have to switch to YouTube. Oh my god, just uh, kidding. Britt Baker versus uh, Kylan King was next, so clearly they must have liked Kylan's last match because they put her in another one. Uh, she loses. She's also like I guess a hometown person. Uh, so, you know, Britt's able to actually kind of, like, work a little bit more heel, despite the fact that, you know, she usually gets cheered despite her heel role. Uh, she wins with a curb stomp and the lockjaw, and in her promo says that she's, uh, she wrestled her entire reign with a broken wrist. So, unlike Rosa, you know, she wrestled through injury. 
and then they reveal that her, Tony, Jamie, and Hikaru Shida are going to have a four-way match for the title at the pay-per-view. Wow. Um, what do you guys think of those participants? I don't know why Hikaru Shida's in there. It should have been... Um, she's, like, random, has hardly been on TV. Uh, yeah, but she's back, and, you know, she's back, and she's a former champion. Yeah. So yeah. if they needed a fourth participant, I don't have a problem with that. I feel like you could have put somebody in there that could use some some FaceTime. Or well, like, I think she could use some FaceTime because she's been gone, and, you know, she's been featured before, and they want to get her back in the Also, mix. no real heels in the match. But. Brit and Jamie. I guess. Oh, well, Jamie's Jamie, yes, but Brit, no. Come on, she's not really a heel. She, she never works had... total heel. Yeah, I, I don't it's know. It's just I, that the fans like her. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um, do they like her, or do they just like to, you know, shout along to the DMD thing? No, I, I, I think, think they, people I like, think her. They like her. <clears throat> yeah, I think she's very well that's liked. Because that's not because that's not the only like pop that she typically gets. Yeah, but she does essentially work heel yeah i mean I, I, the very she few even, times yeah. where she doesn't um i i think that the, the participants are like more or less correct uh I mean, we know that uh tony was supposed to apparently win the rosa match so we'll see if that plan has changed or not we do we knew that that, that was the thing that the report came out yeah jesus why are they letting out the fucking original plans for fucking pay-per-view that hasn't happened yet why does yeah, this keep being a thing? So that just means she's gonna win. Like, why wouldn't she win at this point? Or yeah, that's, make any, that's, that's it wouldn't make any sense. To just, well, again, I mean, that's well, kind of just a leak. Like, that's not you know, f- fucking awful. It, well, it's a leak, and let's see if um, sometimes things leak and they changed it just because it leaked. Yeah. And again, we always talk about working the dirt sheets, and if they're in this mode, there's nothing to keep us from thinking that they're leaking out bullshit like it's true eddie was supposed to win and Britt was supposed to win shit like that and then we get to the pay-per-view and something else happens and now we can't believe anything that we hear in the dirt sheets and you know it's going to keep us on our toes from here on out you might know, my, my favorite we shall, we shall my see. favorite time that uh someone like that they changed the booking because of the dirt sheets was uh the was it the um randy savage thing in gc in a gcw in wcw where he was like injured and that was reported and then Hulk Hogan cut that promo on the Observer, saying like, "Oh, he's totally fine." Then he worked the match and got even more injured. What the fuck? Oh my god, I didn't, I didn't even know, know that. that. Dude, yeah. He straight up like he like he's like, you know, "This is a dirt sheet, brother." Observe this, and then he like throws oh, oh, it. Into, I remember that. Into, like, a what fighter. the hell? I remember that. I do remember. I didn't realize what was um, surrounding that. He's totally fine. See, <laughs> yeah. comes out fucking limping. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, he like it's like so. I imagine that had to be like really weird because like obviously like the dirt sheets was like a lot more of a niche subculture then because it's mm-hmm. not like you know now with the internet like everyone kind of you know it's pretty easy to find the wrestling observer. But he's just like observe this and like it's the observer freaking lights on fire like this. That, god, that had to be so weird for people who had no idea what he was talking about. And great publicity for the observer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. We had, well, I guess we had to do that on a segment first. Um, so, Swerve and Keefley had made a save on Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. So that backstage, they have a segment with Tony Schiavone where they challenge them uh, for the tag match at the pay per view. So, I guess we're getting acclaimed versus 
Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. At the top of the hour, it is 9 p.m., 8 p.m. for you guys. John Moxley for CM Punk title unification match. The yeah, this is a announcer. Huge... The uh, <laughs> commentary puts over that this will go. Uh, this has an hour long time limit, which I mean we know they've announced other matches, so it's like you know what what does that mean? They say that there will not be any commercials for this. <laughs> they've prepared you to think this is going to go the distance. So, uh, you know, there's, you know, the heat before the match, and the crowd's chanting, dueling chants for them. They open up, they kind of, you know, fight a little bit. Then Punk does a kick, lands on his foot, sells that he may have re-injured the injury. Uh, he, ra- he does a roundhouse. Yep. Yeah, it was like a roundhouse, roundhouse yeah. yeah. Yeah, sells the foot that he landed on, which was the one that was injured. Well, I mean, if you if I kick Joey in the head with my just healed broken foot, you know, I could, you could see it re-injuring. I think that's the obvious thing to do for pro wrestling. What he did is maybe more realistic. He gets hurt on this on his planting foot as it rotates. We mentioned this live when we watched it, and people have commented online. It was a literal heel turn, <laughs> and, and as goofy as as goofy as that is. I don't put them past that to have to have done that. Oh, if CM Punk goes heel now, this is really the start of it. The story will be, a, and it started with a literal heel turn. Yeah, I could see him being. Yeah, I could see him being just fucking arrogantly facetious enough to think that that's literary or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It was it was too obvious. Like the fact that they're having the match, everybody thought it was weird. The fact that like it was on in the middle of the show and not the main event, it was weird. Yes, but we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. We were thinking, like, well, they're going to do some on-finish or something, and that's not what we got. <laughs> yeah, So, but, but as far as like pr- like trying to sell the um, injury or whatever, like it was obvious that that's not, he's not injured. You know, to me, that's obvious. And then here's where they also fucked up was when Moxley didn't care about his well-being at all. And if it were legit, he would have fucking been more careful. But he went with full-blown confidence, you know, uh, fighting. And I think that's okay since since we're establishing the injury was a kayfabe injury. I think it's okay yeah. that he would. And we're establishing these two. I mean, we already established these two, like, hate each other enough to, you know... Yes. Yeah. Like, fight each other and, like, do this match before the pay-per-view. I don't want to bury this match because I thought it was great. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was cool. It was cool, but I'm saying, like, even then, if you were really trying to put over, like, a shoot injury, Mock should have been more careful. Like, that... Like, he should have been like, oh, fuck. But if I like, want to put... O- if you want to put over that he's, like, you know, a psychopath, then no, you shouldn't give, you shouldn't give a fuck. Well, then, then, it's, then it's not a real injury. So it's... it's it, That's just... That's just... Well, the I th- and I think the only reason you're having that you're having that logic right now is because they've been blurring so much that now you're mad that they're not blurring it even more. And so in normal I'm kayfabe, a guy gets injured and then a dude comes and takes advantage and starts beating on the actual injured I'm foot not mad. Time. I'm not mad. I'm just saying that no, like, I'm not saying if that's mad, what they but, were going for, like then yeah, but I, I, but I'm saying like, I think your logic is, is steered that way because of their booking and how it's been. And okay. yeah, if he's a little bit more careful with it, we probably are wondering, whoa, is he hurt or did Mox think maybe he's hurt, you know, in reality. But in K-Fabe, you see guys 
you know, you saw the Daniel Bryan, Daniel Garcia, where he was selling that, you know, he got a head injury, a guy with a history of concussions, and he had yeah. to retire for a while. And what does Garcia do? He, like, goes after it. You That's know? true, Goes yeah. after the head. So this is a normal, this is normal wrestling shit. They didn't execute it as well as they did, though, to be fair. Yeah, but it's normal wrestling shit that a guy takes yeah, advantage fair of enough. someone's injury. When he hits him with a full bore fucking finisher, I can't believe that people were online saying that. He's hurt. He's hurt. Well, it wasn't just that. Like yeah. he he beats him down, and like you know, like the hammer anvil thing that like the Blackpool Combat Club does. I, I kind of like it, but sometimes it looks you know like yeah, they're not like really hurting him. Here he like really like laid into it. Like he was beating him up, and then he hits two yeah. Death Riders on him. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty clearly he's. It not looks injured. it looks brutal. It's pretty safe. That's like that Daniel Bryan Danielson oh, yeah. was doing that, and Ring of Honor is like one of his things, and uh, that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know how this was going to play out. We mentioned on the show last week that, you know, it was a little weird they were doing it on Dynamite, not waiting. We knew it was going to be set up for something. Like, if they would have just had the best match CM Punk and Moxley would have had, or, or could have had, maybe it would have been really good. If they liter- if Punk maybe had his literal best match in AEW, I don't, you never know when you're going to get that with CM Punk. Yeah. You never know when his chemistry is going to be weird, or if he's going to botch, or slip around, or just look bad. <laughs> But doing, but doing this, it was so surprising. No one really saw this match playing out like this. The crowd was fucking stunned. We were stunned. We watched it back. Yeah. Everyone talked about it. Mox made the most of it. He cut that awesome promo a couple. Well, yeah, that was. I, I really loved that too. Right, that like the show just goes on for a bit, and then all of a sudden Mox cuts in with this promo where he's just like, "Oh, what was that? Not how that was supposed to happen." Like, yeah, I, I thought that was like so good. His promo was awesome. Yeah, was good. Like, yeah, I, I love this. There's a lot of story built in here. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole, which we won't, you know, other others have. While this isn't match of the year in terms of a pure wrestling match, and that's usually what we, yeah, what we praise on this show. In terms of angle heavy pro wrestling magic, maybe if if we were going to pick. You know, match of the year from that standpoint, this would be in the conversation. Yeah, I did. Sure. I did. I did joke after this that uh, I'm like, we watched a match of the year tonight, and we also watched a Will Osprey match. Oh my god, but that match was so good. <laughs> that match was, was incredible. <laughs> so on the other side of the coin, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get to that in a minute. The Will and Pac stuff. Oh my god, so awesome. The whole thing was awesome. Staying on this, absolutely fascinating. Everyone wants to fucking tune in and watch, see what's next. On Rampage later, we can just talk about this now. They did a brief segment where Punk is selling that he thinks he's broken the foot again. Do they keep him off TV for a little while? Or is it going to be some... Supposedly, the plan for the pay-per-view was a rematch. So the, he left the question open, is he actually injured or is he too injured to wrestle? But like, it... They're in Chicago again. Yeah. Yeah. He can't do a heel turn in Chicago. It'd be impossible. They'd cheer anything he did. Maybe that's his, maybe that's like a challenge for himself, right? He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna honestly, like, yeah, turn heel in Chicago. He could fucking goose step out into the fucking ring in full Nazi regalia and slit God. Moxley's throat, and they would fucking pop for it. <laughs> I don't know, man, because like <laughs> it's still Chicago too. Chicago's a, a like a classic wrestling town, a big classic wrestling town. If he were to piss them off, they might get pissed off. Here's the perfect way to do this. So you'll have to like burn like a Chicago sports jersey. That might get them, that might get him booed. Yeah, it should, yeah, just just <laughs> fuck yeah, just like that's how you get to Vans. 
the best way to do it, have the match, have CM Punk at a disadvantage, and then Colt Cabana comes out and helps him win, and <laughs> oh they embrace my. after the fucking match. Colt Cabana comes out and hits him with a low blow or something even dirtier and helps him win, and we realize we've gotten worked for years, <laughs> or, <laughs> including with the or, legal system. Or, here's, how, here's how you turn Here's how you turn CM Punk heel. Well, something happens, like like you're saying, and it, it would lead to, to Colt Cabana actually helping CM Punk, and then people are really pumped that they just had a reconciliation. Oh, yeah, and then, and then, then fuck, out. Yeah, yeah, and then Punk fucking takes out Cabana, and Cabana's a hometown boy, too. Have Ace Steel get in his face after he does it, and he they, takes out Ace Steel. Ace Steel is there. That was also another thing that was crazy. They had Ace Steel come TV, out and yeah. helping him back. Yeah, and I hadn't seen him, and I guess like he's they've they've had him there for a while, but like that's just a um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's like I guess he's a, he's a, a trainer there now or something, or he's a coach. But um, we never see him come out, and uh, yeah, he came out for CM Punk. That was a little weird. Yeah, so he got on TV. I don't know. It could be set up but now we're now we're stretching now we're has anybody stretching. yeah now we are stretching has anybody even has anybody been talking about the fact that a steel was out there no i haven't seen anything i don't know does even people even know who he is like it's Probably it's not. uh that's crazy like yeah. you have to be like old school like roh to know the connection there they could at least count on people like us letting everyone know that you know well, that's his homie that's his and let's explain that's his who it is because Let's explain to our yeah. listeners. They might not know what we're, we're talking about. But uh, So he was part of the Second City Saints faction and Ring of Honor, which was essentially just Punk, Cabana, and Ace Steel. He was one of Punk's trainers. Yeah, he was also one of the main trainers. Yeah, the, the Steel Domain um, yeah. wrestling school. Yeah, that was crazy to me when I saw that. I was like, fuck, Ace Steel's there. Who knows if that'll factor in, but wow, wouldn't that be fucking... Well, reports did come out, you know, that, oh, Punk's trying to get Cabana fired, and the Bucks and everybody, they stood up for him. That's part of this, like, meta work that we were talking about. I honestly honestly don't think that he would go in there and try to get the guy fired. Weird as it may be, and as awkward as it may be for those guys, it's hard for me to imagine that they're just staying away from each other in the back when they're in the same building, but... I mean, that they haven't at least been like, yo, dude, we got to be cool, you know? I, I don't know, but, um, dude, that would be so good. Yeah. And I think the Chicago crowd would understand, and the Smarks would all understand what's going on, and that might... Listen, they love him so much there, they might even pop if he turns on Cabana and Ace Steel. No. Because it's not like they've established Cabana as a big baby face in the company at large. And I, everybody knows about Cabana, though, and everybody feels for Cabana, so... Like I don't know if AW fans at large really care or know enough about that whole thing, but super smarts do. Anyway, now we're doing fantasy booking, but yeah. you know this is this is fascinating, and can't wait to see know, what happens this it. weekend. Yeah, I, I guess that's it. I guess it's yeah. just, it's it's a really fascinating fucking thing, and is it is pro wrestling magic, and it's if not the pinnacle of this blurring the line. Because I mean, it, it, there was real. Well, and there was like Pete, there was rumors that like you know Punk wanted to like walk out and stuff like that too, right? So like yeah, there this you is go. the perfect way to yeah. like you know end that, right? Oh, he just got squashed. <laughs> You'll never see him again, right? Like yeah. So I mean, it it is meta booking, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like it's it's all part of this huge overarching storyline with this guy, and it is even more clever than some of the other stuff that we've seen that works in reality and 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 even mjf 
uh, I think this, which is really on the nose, but really entertaining. I think this is really clever stuff, and I think it's going to lead to more entry. Well, and I think this is better too because this is like this is your main event angle, right? Like this is, and like mm-hmm. that's yeah. it, it. It feels like you know it. It does blend with like the booking and whatnot more. Whereas like you know we, even like the MJF stuff, right? We were like, well, like this really distracts from like the few that he's in. Yeah, and I honestly think that, you know, we buried the lead and we didn't talk about this at the top, but we could have very well opened up talking about this because this was the story of the week. This had oh, yeah. the whole world wrestling world buzzing, and for good reason. I watched this half a dozen times at least. And I'm so glad that nobody on this fucking show says, you know, it's kind of like an onion. It just You just keep pulling the layers off. <laughs> Please, no one ever no one ever make that fucking you just yeah, did. No one, no one, No one thought about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? (laughs) Bottom line is, whatever you thought about this match, I don't think many people gave up on AEW because they were mad that they didn't have, like, a fucking 30-minute classic. I think this keeps more eyes on the product. Oh, yeah. And it is a deep story. We're all on fucking, like, the edges of our seat. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often in, in professional wrestling 2022, but... Do you guys have anything else to say about it? You know, like, as I said, like, you know, the promo, we'll just kind of like talk about the promo, but, like, I thought that promo, too, was just so fucking good. Like, when, like, he's just like, you know, this is, like, my time and whatnot, you know, best in the world, my ass, all that stuff. Like, Mox is, like, on, like, an all-time, like, yeah. streak, in my opinion. Like, he is, he's, like, this is such a good run. I agree. We're focusing on Punk so much. Mox is AEW's MVP, not just because he's the champion this year. I think he's been so good, and his shit has been, with a couple of exceptions, has been outstanding. Yeah. And you count a couple of the things he's done away from the promotion, too. You talk about a guy who's come back from his troubles, and I'm not going to say he reinvented himself, but he's found the most pure incarnation of himself, and he's having terrific matches, and he's just delivering. Like, he fucking delivered here. He's their MVP. And in wrestling, the wrestling world at large, I think he's just behind Will Ospreay by a fucking hair for 2022s. Like, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do that fucking wrestler of the year shit. Oh, we kind of have to, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess we're dudes. We do that shit. We fucking have to do that. It's in our shitty nature. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. But I think he's doing really good, but there's some things about him that I just don't really like. And I mean, he's he's delivering where he needs to, and I, I guess that's important, but. There's just some like cringy stuff. Like I feel like his uh, his like promos don't have like any real substance uh, most of the time, and he just sounds like he's trying to sound like sound hard. He sounds like a sounds like a juggalo cutting a promo. <laughs> I think I think I hear what you, I uh, I hear what you're saying, but I think he's gotten better with that this year. You know, this promo definitely has some substance. Yeah, the one that Doc yeah. is referencing. Yeah, that he yeah he that one was good. I felt that way about him until recently. I'll admit. Well, and also, like, I mean, I've seen him, like, I've seen his promos. Like, I've seen his older promos, too. They're so good. And, uh, you know, just, they don't seem the same. It doesn't seem like he has the same shit to say. And I think it's the year. Uh, well, I think it's, it was the year of the FTR until the injury kind of derailed them. But I think in AEW, it's the year of the fucking Moxley. Yeah. Uh, next up, we did have a brief little Christian interview. Uh, basically, he accepts Jungle Boy's challenge in a very uh, ASMR-esque promo. He was very whispery throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I got tingles. Did you guys tingle? <laughs> no. No, but he's just like, yeah, Jungle Boy, you had one last opportunity <laughs> to 
make things up. Could you tap the mic a little bit? <laughs> but so we're finally we're finally getting the match. That's good. Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be a good match. Yeah, that's got that's a good old school build up. And uh, you know, obviously, that's another match on the pay per view. Next promo sets up another match. Uh, Ricky Starks cuts uh, a really great promo, I thought, um, just about yeah, how pissed he fantastic. is. fantastic. Uh, I think the crowd was still kind of uh, glazed over from the uh, Punk Mox match. They just didn't know what to think uh, or say. But, like, he did win them over in the end. Um, you know, he said that, you know, you know, he was always told by veterans that you don't have friends in this business. and But he thought he was the exception. Hobbs was really his friend. Um, he would reach out to him every week after he was injured, which, I mean... A real friend would have reached out every day, but whatever. Um, Hobbs takes him down, and then, but you know, they have their match at uh, All Out. Are y'all excited about this match? Yeah, yeah you know they've they've got um, just this week to finish the build for that, so I'm hoping they go out with you know a big old bang. I hope they've got better than the uh, the uh, rampage segment where the uh, the factory has them. They've got him in a chair like a mob torture scene. Yeah, it was fucking. It's it's so funny that it, like their so. entire gimmick was reinvented because they hired back a guy who was killed by a mafia character on NXT. Like, such a weird transformation. Mm-hmm. Very weird. And why does that need to be injected into this? Yeah, it it doesn't. It's so stupid. And like, I my guess is just, like, and what what did they what was what was their character before that? There were guys QT uh, was training. No, yeah. but I just mean I don't I don't mean that I don't necessarily mean the characters. Oh, this I just don't know why into anybody feud. into this feud. I don't know why there needs to be a third party in this at all. Other, yeah. I mean, I guess if they're going to get somebody involved, maybe Taz or somebody, but they were clearly not going to do that. And yeah. uh, I just don't know why it needed this weird shit that just isn't really working and it's they're, just they're like his, endurance to they're like a pseudo henchman which is i mean they need people I, I i see why they do it i mean they need some they need people for um the baby for ricky starks yeah. to be and he has people he has a little history with some of the guys and stuff like that and you know it's, yeah it's, okay it's, but it's, it's it's heels for him to beat the, but I the thing is he's only had the one match so i think that that's kind it's of... their it, it, like i know like in wwe at least they, they called them a, a tv feud and yeah, no, I get that. I get yeah. totally get that. But okay, then why didn't he beat another one this week? Because now they only have a week to fucking shore that up before they have the match. So now he's, I guess he has a match with one of those guys this week. Yeah. But he won't get. He doesn't have time to get back on all of them before this. No, I don't and, think he needs to. But and it's... it just distracts. I could see them, you know, fucking with him a little bit, and he beats a couple of them while he continues to feud with Hobbs. But to have them tie him up on a chair and fucking torture him and you know to impress Hobbs or whatever the fuck like what is that I agree it's a you only weird. have one more week you only have one more week before the pay-per-view that these guys should have already been taken out yeah they, it shouldn't have hit their pinnacle like with less than two weeks before the pay-per-view. I'm predicting I'm predicting this week's dynamite is gonna be uh is gonna be Starks getting his revenge and he's gonna clear the fucking ring it's gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin style fucking dealing with everybody at once by himself oh big baby face moment i'm calling it that would be that would seem seemingly be the obvious thing to do and then it just yeah. needs to end with some some uh hob stuff but man that spine buster he gave to fucking some joe was, was so awesome oh yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> the best ones on yeah that's good anyway. well, this takes <laughs> us to our dynamite main events 
United Empire vs. Death Triangle. Uh, this was awesome, kind of as you would expect. Um, you know, I, I did find it kind of funny that, you know, considering that talent meeting where, like, the big news story was that, you know, they don't want people tampering with their contracts. Uh, JR repeatedly made note that he really wants AEW to sign Will Ospreay, who's currently on contract with another company. Yeah, that's oh funny. God. Oh, I could see why. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, it's not, you know... A mystery why he would be interested, but I just, I did just appreciate that he's like, oh, you know, we need to seal the deal, sign that contract. It's like, yeah, he doesn't last realize I checked, that he, he was signed to somewhere else. I imagine that his pro- contract is probably is probably up in uh, in like January after Wrestle Kingdom. That's usually what they're. That's usually like the expiration date for like everybody's contract. Are they annual? Yeah, they're annual usually. Huh. The big story is that. Will Ospreay is so good, yeah. Which we already knew, but man, how come? How come he comes to the ring and the bar is so high, and he fucking clears it every time, almost with ease. He, he clears the bar here of my expectations, which is so high for this motherfucker. Yeah. And, well, to be fair, he's also to, in the ring with uh, some pretty top tier talent yes, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Pac fucking Barry. rules. Oh my dude, god, pa- the dude. The Pac Osprey stuff was so much. Even the Pac's Ray Phoenix stuff was fucking yeah. great. I didn't see too much. <clears throat> there. I wanted a little bit more with him and Penta, but um, I know they got some stuff. But man, there's shit in this. I'm having to process some of what I'm watching in this match because it's if if it's things I've seen before, it's done in slightly different ways. Yeah. And my brain is a little bit slower than yeah. the action. So I have to process it. There was like I just th- can't believe what I'm seeing. There was like three commercial breaks during this match, and like yeah. I have never, match. I don't think I've ever been so bummed that a commercial <laughs> came on during yeah, a match. Dude. Never. Oh God, I was right. like, no, 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 no. Like it was, it was that good. This is, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen on Dynamite ever. Yeah, I think like one of the craziest, like, it was, like they was talking about like with all the like the stuff where it's like, oh wow, like you yeah, haven't seen that before, like. When um, Pac reverses the Stormbreaker, oh my god! Like yes. I've never seen anything like that. Before. I was like, oh my god, that was like the most insane thing like ever. And there was, uh, I mean, like Will when he got up off like that like top rope poison Rana, um, like oh yeah yeah. So he fucking lands on his feet for the poison Rana. The crowd just get. We've seen it yeah. before, but it's so cool. And the and by the way, the crowd. It's a Cleveland crowd, and I didn't hear that they're in Cleveland when the show, you know, went on. But I looked at the crowd and I was like, oh, this must be Cleveland. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> Yeah, you spent you spent like the first hour of the show burying like the crowd for <laughs> things that they couldn't entirely <laughs> no, control. I, I love Cleveland. I love I love Cleveland. But he um he does this he does that fucking lands on his feet like in a fucking action movie right yeah and it fucking something choreographed by that's you a, know, a hong kong expert and that's a normal that's a regular uh spot for Austin. it's kind of a regular spot for him that, and but it looked really cool again mm-hmm. and, you know it looks it never, so cool. yeah the crowd fucking just gasps can't believe what they're seeing they're just so hyped for this match yeah and then you think he's gonna you know have a big fucking move and he just takes he takes that fucking like lucha ddt and he just spikes himself straight upside down like yeah. a pencil. Oh, yeah. oh oh so good <laughs> <laughs> I, oh i loved it and then 
Who's the fucking who plays spoiler for this match, Doc? <laughs> I was gonna say, how do we feel about like the true highlight of this match? So Pac is on the outside. You have you know the guy in the cardboard box or paper bag head or whatever. He's you know just like disgusted with this guy, pointing at him, yelling at him. Removes the the uh, you know the box bag or whatever, uh, and it's not Kip Sabian because Kip Sabian's behind him and takes him out of the match. It what? looks like, and it, he had like black eyes, and I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like he puts black around the eyes, so the you know it looks darker and through the eye holes of the box, or if it was supposed to be like a kid that Kip Sabian beat the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, what is that? And then people are cha- like chanting Kip Sabian, like, are we going to ignore the child he had underneath that? That was hey, that, tied that wasn't up a and, shot. Like, that guy tape? was like, yeah, he was probably that looked like a child, like a like, teenager, yeah. but, but he, has- he was. Looked like he was an abused kidnapper. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, what was this? It was awesome. Like, it was one of the, it was one of those little it was one of those little touches. And I was like, when, when they took when they took it off, I was like, is that Harry Potter? Like, what the fuck was <laughs> yeah. that? That's so weird. I don't well, know. That this was proves like, this proves, if nothing else, that it proves that AEW is about the long game. Yeah, and they are about they are about things happening on the so far on the peripheral. That they don't even address it on TV. You see them in the crowd. They didn't even address it until very recently. Yeah, and 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 he, what was it like a fucking year? Yeah, more or less. It was like a, a, I think a whole year basically. Fucking forever. And so this is the payoff, and it seems like a weird spot for it. I don't care because it means that we're seeing Will Ospreay again. Well, this also tournament. that they put all that time into it, and then like you would think that they were ignoring it. We've made fun of it, and like they do, they they do the angle in during a the main event of a great match yeah. during a tournament for a yeah. championship like that was uh like i mean it's crowd popped for they're him. putting yeah they have con like they have confidence in what mm-hmm. they are doing and that's awesome so yeah you're right I, respect I, I guess I, I guess i guess i didn't really care kip sabian might be a good opponent for Pac. yeah the the big reason i cared is that it gave you know, United Empire, a reason to advance in this tournament. That's yeah. literally all yeah. I cared about. That's well, why I popped. And oh, as soon as I saw him come out, I was like, oh, my God, they're going over. Yeah. And um, the, the, also the uh, – also kudos, kudos to fucking um, Kip Sabian for having a different look mm-hmm. and taking taking this uh, this rebrand and this, this uh, repackage seriously. He changed his hair. He changed his hair color. He looks different. He dresses different. Um, you know, it, it's it looks like, like one of those anime characters our friend Davis is always posting. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, he does. But but like that's awesome. That's what you should do. Like that's the kind of like care and and uh, and creativity and stuff like that you should bring. Yeah. Uh, when you take something seriously like that, like you should look different. You should, yeah, you should absolutely show that you've evolved and grown as a character and a performer. And that's fucking awesome. You see a lot of guys that don't do that at all. Or, like, you know, you see a lot of people in, like, NXT, like, you see it often with uh, with women, with women's wrestlers, like, just because they change their hair color. They wear the exact same shit. They don't look any different. They change their hair color, and now they're fucking, they're it's apparently, pink. they're, he- they're it's heel. Pink. It's pink. Yeah. Her hair is pink. Pink. Yeah. Pink. Pink. With it's that pink. Sa- yeah. <laughs> with that said, like, I mean, Kick Sabian did change his hair color, but his whole, like, demeanor his look yeah. the way he dressed everything was different and uh, he looked like yeah, someone was, who was you know like 
Yeah, and when he when he was injured, he was uh, lower mid card, I guess. Yeah. Um. Very plain, very plain yeah, looking wrestler. But now he, you know, now it's like okay, yeah, this guy could challenge Pac for a title, and it wouldn't be embarrassing. Yeah. yeah good. So good for him. So kudos to him. Have they defended that title in AEWT? I know he's defended it overseas, but has he no, done? I mean, they, they've no. done, and I don't, I don't think that, that's not the plan either. I don't think they're ever going to. So. And they've done like the bits where they'll like, well, maybe they'll they will. post like the they'll post the point. clip of him defending the title. Yeah, they usually air the defenses on AEW Dark because it's probably not the presentation that they want to have on TV because it's usually like indie. It's like at like, like Rev videos, Pro, pretty typically. Yeah, yeah it's like they, Rev they Pro should footage. defend that belt. Yeah, they should defend that belt on the pay per view. I think. I think they should keep it in the mix on yeah. TV so people know what it is when they see these videos. Yeah, or remember what it is. Yeah. It's not like oh, they're still doing that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But anyways, as we said, uh, the United Empire wins. They do a uh, three-man os cutter uh, setup to uh, Ray Phoenix to win. Then the elite yeah. comes out to have their little face-off. Show goes oh off God. the air, but there was uh, you know a nice little promo exchange. Uh, Osprey and Kenny. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, the Osprey Kenny. It instantly becomes clear to everyone. It dawns on them that oh they're fucking. It didn't dawn on me. This is what I was looking forward to. I've been saying this. I knew that there was I'm no way. It, don- it dawns on the crowd that, oh, dude, fucking yeah. Kenny and Will. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, my God, dude, Kenny and Will. And kudos to, we. As I'll give Tony Khan shit when it sucks, and we just talked about injecting the factory into the Hobbs-Starks feud. That sucks, but, and the way they're doing it anyway, it sucks. But the way he set up this whole trios thing just getting all these teams together, being mm-hmm. best friends, and you know having Kenny come back and join them. Although I, I still think they could have gotten and knowing, more out of the Kenny return. And knowing but, there's a ton of like, um, there's a House ton of, of black and death th- triangle, yeah. dude. Just all the setup for this has been so well executed, and yeah. this tournament feels big time. Well, not not just that, but like it's not just a tournament like that. Like there's so many teams that they could have had in this tournament, and that means that you know that there's a division that's just waiting to pop off, like because like uh. Think of all the all the trios that just aren't in the tournament. They're going to be challengers for this belt. That's going to be fucking yeah. exciting. Like they have Can a they legit keep it division here. You Can know? they keep it relevant? Because they I do. always forget. I, I forget that New Japan has trios champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, trios. Well, and it doesn't help. No one cares. That, like they kind of even like their trios champions. They kind of bury. They're like, oh, like no one ever like successfully defends these belts. <laughs> oh, Master Wado has a belt. His trios, yeah. Um, Master Wada has a belt, <laughs> but uh, Master is a fucking champion. You can't take that away from. Him. <laughs> oh but um, you love Master Wada. You always for now. His ass. I think he's okay for now. This is so much fun. Yeah, don't know what yeah. they're going to be able to keep it relevant, but I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about this tournament being awesome. Goes off the air, and like you said, Doc, do. You, you want to go over the details of the Kenny yeah promo i mean so like you know happened. it's it's half like you know kind of setting up the match half like kind of you know this is their like you know send the crowd home happy type promo where he's like oh hey like, and they've been going they've been they've been beefing on twitter prior to yeah. this yeah right you know they've been having you know twitter beef for a while this is the yeah this is the dream match of the dream matches right now so yeah, yeah. like yes yeah, so like i mean that, it's basically that. like the the promo more or less you know kenny's like oh hey you know like you know, Will's not used to working on big stage, but I'll let him, you know, send you guys home tonight. And, you know, Will kind of cuts this promo about how he's, you know, we've we've kind of heard this uh, on Twitter and a lot where just like, I've done what you've done, but faster. Kenny gets the mic back, says that like, you know, 
you'd think you'd be able to do more than what I did, you know, considering the, you know, the doors I kind of opened for you and whatnot. I mean, he kind of has, he's like won the championship more than once. And hasn't he, has he won the IWGP championship more than once? No, he had it longer. He, at least he had it longer and he had more defenses. He? So he, he really has. Yeah. He was pretty quickly injured. He had he one had defense. It. He did, but like, uh, I guess you're right. Actually, did he even defend it? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if you want Maybe to count I'm... the Wrestle Kingdom match against Osprey, but like, when he, I mean, he did. He, he had he a physical belt, even though he wasn't yeah, the, the official yeah. cha- uh, champion. So he was technically champion during that time. It and technically he had wasn't. It. That was the storyline. <laughs> that was the, that was that was the story though. And um, like, I mean, he he never lost it. You know, that's the idea. So yeah, I guess he kind of did. He had a big like big story with the world title, which Kenny did not. So. But he also never beat Okada, and Kenny has, and that's like what Kenny puts over. Uh, he also, you know, kind of buries the state of New Japan. Says that you uh, won a G one final in a uh, three hundred or three thousand person crowd. And yeah, COVID didn't have anything to do with that. Well, right? I mean, I, like, I, I you know, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I know, he was trying to like dig deep, and I, 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 you know, I guess that's cool what he's doing. But I mean, come on, dude, anybody with the brain. Yeah. Like fucking doesn't care. <laughs> like Yeah. Doesn't care and they know why there was a reduced yeah, ground. So stupid. Yeah. Like everything he was saying, like it was so silly and but I, I get they were trying to like cut into each other and stuff like that. Or he was trying to cut into a will and stuff like that. It's weird it Will didn't just, get a rebuttal. No, he didn't. He just he went and sat CM Punk style at um the edge of the apron, just a few feet for him and just stared him down. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Who cares? Like I don't, I don't care. They yeah. could fucking, they could just shout the ABCs back at each other right. or name their favorite Hanna Barbera cartoon characters. I just want them to have the match. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked. I mean, this this match ruled the fucking. I mean, the, how about the, Huckleberry I, Hound? You cunt. The uh, <laughs> the uh, idea of fucking Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega is fucking awesome. And Even if it's in a trios match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously this is going to be a big tease, and everybody wants to see the real the 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 singles yes. match. So. Hmm. <laughs> and it sucks that we we I think we pointed out that it's not going to be at this pay per view because one of these teams is moving on to the finals. Yeah, and they're this match yeah. is on uh, dynamite. So are we thinking Wrestle Kingdom for the singles match? Yeah, I think that's that's if they bring, if they want to have Kenny back, that's the perfect spot for yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing it at full gear, but yeah, it's going to be another two months plus before the next pay-per-view after this. So I guess at that point is either way. That's a big match to give to New Japan. Yeah. If you're Tony Khan, not do well, it on your, I did not it's do a big it match for New Japan to give to AEW. So flip unless, <laughs> unless, yeah, that's true. But, um, I mean, and, and New Japan but, is but the one given this to AEW. New Japan. Well, New Japan wants the, wants the fucking, um, North American exposure. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I it's 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 to me it's just a really big match to to give away to. Well, it might be it might be pretty bad exposure if like AEW ended up like signing Will Ospreay, right? I don't right. know if that'll happen. Oh, yeah. Um, I I could see like I mean, Am Ospreay's, I this already? Ospreay's probably underpaid relative to his talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the nature of the beast. He's making less than a billion dollars annually. Right? <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm excited for this match. Uh, we, I guess we could get into Rampage from 
uh, August 26th, we open up with the other trios match. Uh, Dark Order versus the House of Black. Which was pretty good. It You know, after, if you watch these back-to-back, it would have oh, been a big yeah. letdown. But the the tournament is so cool that that lends, um, that lends some, uh, you know, they get the rub from the tournament. And uh, I still really enjoyed this. And it had the exact fucking finish that I think Joey predicted. I, I predicted. Um, I, I knew that. Or you predicted it. Sorry, I need to give you your props. Yeah, you predicted. It had that exact finish where Miro cost House of Black the fucking the, the match. Yeah. And, you know, they were, you know, <laughs> kind of clever in how they, you know, weave this, right? And not only did that, but they also set up another match that we're presumably going to get at the pay-per-view. The, you know, House of Black versus Miro and Darby and Sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that there's another trios match for you already. You That's yeah. Away from the tournament, away from these yeah. titles. Yep. There's t- there's three um, trios matches at the pay per view uh-huh. so far because there's the finals, there's this, and yeah. then there's um, yeah. you know FTR and uh, Wardlow versus the Machine Guns and Lethal. Oh God, that's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. God. Did you just scoff at that? <laughs> I for- yeah. Yeah. I, forgot, I forgot about <laughs> well we'll, we'll get good. to him that um, could be fine uh, the on. one thing it could be yeah the, if they if they use him in a limit limited spot and just you know spotlight his talents which a six-man match you know is tailor made for it i think it'll be good. um and the one thing i thought was weird with this match though uh 10 like sells like his leg at one point like really early there you go yeah and there is your fucking avenue for them to beat the best friends with hangman as a replacement well, and go on to yeah have- mm-hmm. That finals. Yeah, with, yeah. I think yeah. Evil Uno is still out of the country. What? No, he's not. Yeah, he's Wait, him, him, Colts. Uh, yeah, they went to Gamescom. Yeah. He, no, he's home by now. He's in Honduras. <laughs> no, he, no, he went to... No, he went, him and Colt went to Gamescom, and like, and they're, they're home by now. They're, they'll be home yeah. by Dynamite, for sure. Colt yeah. put over, he's the first AEW talent to win overseas <laughs> in an AEW match. Yeah, which I thought it was so weird that he was like there promoting it because just considering all of like the rumors and whatnot that it's like this is someone that you clearly trusted enough to like represent your company at a you know pretty important event. People like Cole. Yeah, it was nice, but uh, yeah. So maybe that'll be how we get a uh, Hangman and as uh, Ten gets uh eliminated. I don't see what else you do with Hangman unless that CM Punk thing was some kind of setup for him to enter that main event picture. But yeah, I, I think so. I think you're right. That you obviously have to have him on the pay per view unless he's hurt, but there's no indication of that. We then have uh, Lexi with Hook uh, asks him about the 2.0 uh, shout out last week. He says that he's been thinking about it and he doesn't care. Then walks away, <laughs> and then they you know come in cut promo on hook and say they want a taste of the title and yeah so we'll be getting presumably hook, hook versus one or both of these guys oh my gosh what if they did both of them? i would like that that would be good i didn't think at the same time Dude, but... it's gonna be both of them it's gonna <laughs> both be both of them time. those guys those guys are booked like an old school ecw tag team and it's gonna be taz remember when taz did the fucking handicap match against the dudleys remember that shit i've never seen it this is what they're gonna do that yeah, I, yeah. I oh my god! Yeah, that's fucking. That's gonna be. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would make sense. I mean, they've been like both expressing interest. It's not like you know, like, oh hey, yeah, like you know, my buddy here is gonna go for the title. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they they've been doing a lot of like redos and lots of homages to Taz's 
build and stuff like that. It, it yeah, this is this was on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, Paul. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Paul, Paul. Uh, Wardlow versus uh, I assume Davies pen pal Ryan Nemeth for the TNT title. Uh, this opens up with Ryan Nemeth cutting a promo that was basically everything that Davy has ever said about Wardlow on the show, and that he's a two pump chump, which uh, you haven't gone that far yet. But <laughs> this guy, uh, Nick, he's he's a um, not Nick. Um, Ryan is a he's like a like a film guy. Yeah, like he went to like film school and stuff like that. Like he's that. Like I was always told oh. Davy that he would like his. You uh, would love his like like bits on. Um, on bte and stuff like that they're pretty Isn't good this fucking Dolph ziggler's yeah. bro <laughs> yeah it's his brother and he okay. was like um he was there was on this this week or like not this week but the last few weeks he's been doing this bit on bte where he talks to his dog and he asks him a bunch of questions and that like people on twitter seem to care about wrestling and stuff like that he's like do you think i should be getting a push right now <laughs> and just just fucking silly shit like that and it's pretty funny like what he's doing anyways this guy's good he's awesome He's a true film guy. Let's see if he can work Ozu into his fucking story. <laughs> he did that thing where he, and it, it was also a very ECW thing. Like you could, you could think of Steve Carino segments where he's mm-hmm. just running his mouth the entire segment and then comes down and somebody squashes him like in his oh, early days. I love that dude. It's so ECW. I love yeah. that one back in the day. And I know is off topic obviously, but like, uh, when he's in the, he's in the ring, I think this one's on YouTube too. Uh, and Steve Perino is like talking about how they're making him work today and he's going on and on and he's whining and crying and he's like, they're going to make me wrestle new Jack. And as he says it, the fucking like the fucking uh, Tupac song starts playing. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it's time for this week's segment. Does Ward Low sucks? Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he. <laughs> All right, explain. <laughs> Let's hear let's hear your explanation this week. So he comes out and he's standing in the entryway and once again he does the little Brock Lesnar fire up dance fucking thing. <laughs> you fucking mark piece of shit. <laughs> okay. God, I hate this. Guy. We so, talk about yeah, homages out, all he, we talk about homages all show. <laughs> and then Wardlow does homage, he homage the wrong but, person, dude. Do we who who does this shit? just marks nobody that you know we we do do an homage without straight up stealing guys fucking you know animations <laughs> animations okay <laughs> animations yeah the, in the video much, he's yeah. just a reskin of an old brock lesnar one from another game dude so he comes out and he gets to squash the guy yeah. so headbutt lariat four power bombs he wins he puts <laughs> one of the power bombs he lands right nemeth lands right on his fucking tailbone Looks fucking painful yeah. as fuck. <laughs> I don't know whose fault that was, but it looked fucking awful. I'm once again just I can't stand this. <laughs> but he was he was also the hometown guy, and they put over that he's from Cleveland. Well, so so is Ryan Which checks, which checks out. But yeah, he buried the town. Him. He said that I I was smart yeah, enough to get the fuck I out moved. of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, he said the best part about being from Cleveland is leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where's the lie? <laughs> so does Wardlow sucks yes i guess <laughs> yeah he squashes him keeps the title it looks like it's gonna be a long title reign without a lot of uh, competitive matches which is kind of what's made the tnt title so interesting is that the matches have been competitive and interesting and if they're gonna keep doing this they're gonna bury that fucking title well i mean the feud before opinion. this was like i mean 
the you know the Scorpio Sam if you did kind of suck a lot of energy out of this too. True, but at least the matches were competitive and they, they had the opportunity. Yeah. You know, they on paper that was good to do. Yeah. And some of that, the reason it sucked is because they were fucking up Scorpio's character. He should have had a full babyface turn and when he's working against the biggest heel in the company, and they didn't do that. And it led to a really weird dynamic that um, was not soluble, and it didn't yeah. work. And even if the matches were decent, it didn't matter at that point. They would have had to have been positively stellar, and they weren't quite yeah. that. You have this title that's known for being defended regularly with some very exciting matches, and now you just got a fucking big guy who does squashes and he's fucking Ryback fucking 2.0 I think it's bad for the he's, title it, 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 kind of, it is I but get, he's yeah, also I, I don't understand he's better he's than Ryback. better I yeah I get that I get that he is a better wrestler than Ryback but the booking sucks and, and I'm, I'm talking about the booking now I don't like Wardlow and it's a personal thing but do you just not personal like thing that with, like with him, that me and him. in like booking period you just don't like the guy I really don't when it's when they do it so much and it's a guy who I I I just don't think can have the great competitive matches. I I just I don't know. On, on, on I mean, he might be able to. I mean, we've seen him. I mean, some of those matches with some of the big guys they were bringing in, you know. So like, knowing uh, knowing that he can have those matches was good, like, but I, but I think a lot of it was you know on those guys too. I don't think he can have a good match with anybody. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you might be. He's right. not one of those guys, and I just. I hate his persona. I hate his gimmick. He's bad on the mic. He's definitely bad on the mic. I will agree with he that. Steals, he steals Brock Lesnar's shit. <laughs> it's Quinch. <laughs> I mean, it's Quinch. I mean, like, we see, like, I mean, okay, if you, gotta, if you hate him for that, you got to hate CM Punk for the Bret Hart shit. At least he's, like, imitating someone who's actually good. <laughs> Kenta yeah, Bra- or Brock Vanderlei Silva, he's like, fine. He's fine. He stole shit from Kenta and Vanderlei. Fuck, dude, the Vanderlei Silva shit fucking didn't yeah. age well at all. Because as soon as CM Punk started doing that, that guy started getting his ass whooped everywhere. <laughs> you gotta, bro. Y'all talking about Vanderlei Silva? <laughs> you gotta. Oh, you bad. <laughs> um, Welcome yep. to this week's Monster MPP Monster Prime Podcast. <laughs> Pride okay. Resident. Pride fighting, man. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> we never got to hear his take on CM Punk in the octagon. Man, he got his butt whooped. <laughs> I told you, these fake crap guys come over. And they basically the guy's not that good. <laughs> man, Dana White, I went to get tickets and he saw me and he saw my body. He's like, that's a fighter's body. He gave me tickets. I ain't jacked like the steroid crap, but I got like a traditional fighter's body. <laughs> Oh my God. Anyway, I gotta go train. You see what CM Punk did wrong? They opened up a new UFC gym in Grand Prairie. Tell us what CM Punk did wrong in his fight. Co- coach him. He don't got no skills. <laughs> go out there with bent over looking. Looking just like a clown. <laughs> He's a clown. Got he used to say that about clownitis. <laughs> he invented a clownitis. Thought he'd get a fight. You see what happens. Oh That's why he got his butt whooped this week. <laughs> no, but for real, did you see the videos of people like posting like the, uh, the Cleveland fight with Mickey, whatever? I don't even know what happened to that guy, the guy who beat him that first match. It was like 
and, and and we thought about that too, and we didn't mention that that the Cleveland thing it was almost like it was almost like they were paralleling like some of the MMA fights or whatever. And we mentioned that right away, and then people picked up on that, and we saw them, yeah you know, editing our our, our boy Promo Joe fucking like caught that made a video and like oh, talked about how CM Punk has really bad he has really bad like luck in in Cleveland like Cleveland's like his like death town is it luck if he was booked to lose I mean you know I mean that's what their story <laughs> yeah. maybe that's the story they're telling yeah I mean that's when he, he that's when he left WWE like, straight left um yeah like he that's that's where he had his fucking UFC fights that was yeah every time he's in Cleveland apparently something bad happens to CM Punk before we move on JR cuts us the promo about DraftKings and how you can make yourself some money yeah right you can't make money on DraftKings we've proved it you, we, we've proved it even if you win you might get you might get 30 cents you're not making money you on DraftKings like, you know like a top prize is probably like 30 uh, so you can't make money on DraftKings uh, we have a backstage segment with Lexi and the Andrade family office. Both teams lost, but uh, Private Party apparently lost harder because Andrade says Dragon Lee lost, not them. And look what they did to Dragon Lee. So there's going to be consequences. So I guess Dragon Lee is, um, I don't, it doesn't sound like they have full time plans for him. At least not the Andrade family office. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, that's or weird that they would do an angle with them like that. Like, come on, there's got to be something. I guess just to show that they're bad. You know, yeah, yeah. They beat up his it own was brother. like, yeah, we'll we'll put on like a good match and make these guys look like assholes. It's fine. I mean, I guess they use Laredo Kid like that. So, and then we get another squash match: Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ashton Day. Um, also, I forgot to note before Hobbs, he does have uh, a slightly new entrance theme. It's got like the same like bits in it, but it's a little bit more. Uh, he's had that for a yeah, minute now. He had the, he got that um, the last match he came out to as well. Uh, but he wins obviously with the spinebuster very quick. They show the factory backstage, you know, mob execution of uh, Ricky Starks. We then have another backstage segment, Lexi with the baddies. Jade says that she's done with Layla Gray, kicks her out, I guess, and challenges Athena, emulating one Braun Strowman, telling her to come and get these hands. And Athena attacks her. That's right. I wonder if she realized that. Yeah, I was like, man, like that's you know not the kind of person I'd be emulating. Well, Braun Strowman didn't come up with that fucking saying. Yeah. That's like a yeah. He's he was appropriating it to fucking start with. Yeah. But yeah. if when you're, you know, what what it's known for now, in wrestling yeah. anyway. In wrestling, yeah. Next up, we get Joey's all-time favorite match type: Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho in a mixed tag team match. Yep, I don't even remember this match. <laughs> Do we just default uh, back to uh, what, what exactly what you said last week about that mixed tag match? Yeah, I hate mixed tag matches. Yeah, this was... I don't think it was anything like, really uh-huh. to write home about. Um, yeah. uh, you know, speaking of mixed tag matches, we were talking about the New Japan one that, that was announced. Uh, Julia said that she hates mixed tag matches because of the very same reason, and that she's going to beat the shit out of, of a filthy Tom Waller. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know if you'll actually see Tom Waller beat the shit out of her. It is, it is Japan, like... We've seen the Minoru Suzuki uh, Oscar match. <laughs> That's true. So 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, and yeah, I've seen, like, Suzuki in other matches, too, like, there was that one, uh, actually, yeah, that wasn't even a mixed tag match, it was in DDT, it was, like, the one with, uh, who was his partner, Chris Brooks and Maki Ito, and they were up against, uh, like, another team of, like, two guys and a girl, and, like, he beat up the girl. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't as bad as the yeah, maybe it match, will. or the Kana, as she was probably called back then, but. Well, AEW mixed tag matches, as of right now fucking terrible please stop doing this aw this is fucking garbage i'm well, sorry this is all you can get for sammy guevara now because apparently they need to defend these uh triple a titles um then well, that takes us to our main event dusty Rhodes or dustin Rhodes versus claudio Castagnoli. that would have been interesting um <laughs> if it was dusty but uh i thought this was decent it didn't quite live up to i think our expectations for it though well, yeah well, i was hoping for something way better than this not that it was bad, but I think the biggest thing is the biggest takeaway is what the fuck was with the finish? Well, it was like throughout they were like kind of like telling this weird story where like Dustin was like taking kind of like odd bumps like with his head. Like they got hit one time and he was like going out through the bottom rope and hit his head against it. And then, you know, he's kind of selling that. Then it happens again. And then obviously the the, the finish is he goes the leap or Claudia was doing the leapfrog. Dustin's head hits his balls. Um, so, like, an inadvertent low blow. It, it wrenches his neck. Yeah, yeah it wrenches yeah. his neck. It's but, a... So, Claudio gets low blowed, and, like, Dustin can't capitalize on it, and then he just gets, Uppercut. like, a secondary finisher from Claudio for the pin. A little Yeah, especially considering, like, yeah, the, really uh, weird. like, it seems like this might be an effort to try to kind of get over the uppercut is like a secondary finisher but it's not saying that's already been over so it's just kind of like it feels like a weird like wait that's the finish um arn uh anderson and brock anderson who accompanied dustin look pretty uh disappointed after the match so maybe this is going to lead to kind of like that like you know try to light a fire under dustin storyline or something I just I hope he gets another chance. <laughs> like I hope this wasn't Dustin's last chance at doing something cool. Yeah, I, I think he, he kind of needs like a story. Like I like that they you know like bring him out for like you know these sort of big matches, right? Like I think was the last one that he had before this the Punk match. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like that. I think that's cool. But like I I think like giving him a storyline would be kind of nice too. I think people generally like him. I think there was uh, some decent numbers for like ratings when he's on TV usually too. So. Hmm. That's yeah, that's good. Well, it sounds like I think we are. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Your page was weird this week. No, that's, no, that's, I don't know. that's yeah, no, it, it was. But I mean, that's good that Dustin's getting good numbers. But oh, yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see him again. Yeah. Well, I guess you know, it sounds like we've uh, exhausted ourselves this week. We've we've got a little long, but we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, there was, yeah. For news wise, this was crazy. But I mean, are we going to run down the fucking? The card for the pay-per-view? All right, so we have a rundown. Uh, tournament for the inaugural AEW World's Trio Championship, which is TBD versus TBD. That's uh, probably going to be the Elite versus uh, the Dark Order, if I had to guess. If I had to put money on it, that's what it's going to be. Hangman, yeah. Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Tony Storm versus uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida for the uh, four-way interim AEW Women's World Championship match. The casino ladder match with uh, the winner receiving a future title match. Uh, participants all to be announced. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed for the uh, Tag Championship match. Uh, again, kind of an odd one. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And uh, Jade Cargill versus Athena. And that's all that's officially announced. Presumably we're going to get... Um, it's so weird they haven't actually like formally announced anything for the AEW World Championship. Um, it'll probably be, you know, announced tonight, or not tomorrow night, rather. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, what the current card is. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And as, as exciting as AWTV has been, I look at this pay-per-view card, and with the exception of a couple of things, my wrestling weenie is not moving very much. Yeah. It's very yeah. weird. I mean, out of these matches that that are announced, what are you looking forward to the most? The trios final, probably, of the ones on that that are announced. I guess I'm gonna go yeah, with. A, yeah. I'll go with Starks and Hobbs because I'm. I, I okay. think both of those guys are really amazing, and I'm excited to see uh, Starks get his first big giant win. Yeah, I can see. It. It's not a big giant win. I mean, it, I think it'll be a big win. That's, I, I think this is considered this is big, like solidifying. I'm a babyface, yeah. fucking win. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 is, yeah. But to me, it's a big win. He's not beating a top guy. That's true. All right, fair enough. It's it's big for him storyline wise and moving his character along. You know, I I, I yeah, think yeah. I might go with uh, Danielson versus Jericho. I mean, if it's if that uh, last Lionheart match was any indication, I think this could be like a real show stealer. I'm dubious as if, you know, whether or not he can, you know, have that kind of performance again. But you're right. I think this could steal the show if he can pull it off again. I just, I've been eating up this trios tournament shit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really exciting to kind of like, as we like get into the finale and whatnot, I hope they kind of keep the uh, trios division firing on all cylinders. Are they going to do like rankings for the trios tournament? You think, or are they going to? If they do, like, no one will ever hear them or pay attention or fucking follow them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they probably will. Um, the problem is, I think the issue I have with their rankings, outside of like you know how questionably they matter, um, is that they are updated kind of slow. Like, if you look at their current rankings, they're updated on Fridays. Uh, they were last updated August tenth. What the fuck? Yeah. So like this still has like this still Friday. has like world champion CM Punk and interim world champion John Moxley even though he's you know unified that yikes so they're, okay. the rankings wow. are a bit behind and I I don't think they really at least on their website like I don't know if like there's I mean but if it's not on their website then as far as I'm concerned that doesn't matter uh, this is gonna be the the easiest place to find it but you know it's like it's not really worth your time to like go out of your way to like do the rankings yourself. If you're like that much of a nerd, yeah. because like yeah, it's not like it really matters that much. The top five matters because that's usually the challengers, but sometimes it's not. Are you guys ready for um, brand new segment here on the show? What's the segment? Uh, so we have a new segment on the show. It's called Monster Pop Choice. Okay. It's a play on multiple okay. choice. All right. So this week's Monster Pop Choice is this: Which of the following? is CM Punk most likely to do? Is it A, tell you how many years he's been listening to Alkaline Trio? <laughs> B, refuse to sign on to AEW's first feature film production, an untitled 
prison movie, <laughs> which features Cole Cabana as a guard. Oh <laughs> or C, staged potato at a Bouncing Souls reunion. <laughs> this is, I'd say the, I, I'd say the second one, and also it would be Colt Cabana reprising his Officer Dick role. Is it Officer Dick? You remember that? that, that fuck, yes, do you, do you yeah. remember that fucking gimmick he did in like when he would be heel? I forgot what it yeah. was. I, it, I think it was <laughs> yes. like it was like Officer Dick or Officer oh something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know B is the B's our consensus here. Anything that involves cold is gonna be a no no fly zone. <laughs> All right, so we will not see uh, Cole Cabana sexually harassing inmate CM Punk on the silver screen anytime soon and hosing him down <laughs> hosing down a nude CM Punk oh my God. this would be you know what's uh, do you think like HBO Max would be interested in putting that movie out if, if Punk did eventually sign the dotted line it's gonna be the first uh, it's gonna be the first like AWS Studios movie like yeah what was the one with Stone Cold that was a prison the movie condemned. the condemned yeah it's gonna be CM yeah. Punk's the condemned although he's, that was he's more of like a battle royale well they can just like keep it going um, like like make it like last way beyond its expiration date and just be like the marine movies what would the name of the AEW prison movie be all in the penitentiary <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! All in the penitentiary. I feel like it would be, it would be, it would be like a, maybe closer to Girl Interrupted than fucking The Condemned. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be like the Asylum movie. It's going. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be just a straight prison drama rather than like an action movie. Oh, there was nothing no. straight about what you described. I see. Punk will get a, a lot of time to mope around in his cell. <laughs> And then he'll, you know, there'll be some homoeroticism for sure. Well, guys, do you wanna, do you wanna take him out this week? Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah. So we'll be watching the pay per view this weekend. So look forward to our coverage on that. Hope you enjoyed our. Go back and listen to our G one special. Hit our link tree, and follow us on all our socials and stuff like that. And may your week be filled with many monster pops. Catch you guys later. Could you imagine seeing Punk just getting hosed down, nude in the cell, just writhing. I think that's the role he's born to play, to be honest, <laughs> oh wrestler. God. He's like, ah, ah, ah! And eventually he just gives up and just is in the fetal position in the corner. Do you think you can that... See his, you can see his Murph. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you think that he would, like, he would play it like, ah, or he would go like, quit it! Quit it! Stop! <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you.